Creek. Hey guys, how's it going? We need hey. to get that door like fixed up. Yeah, we should get some WD forty. Oh, Vince is here with us today. Yeah. Hi. Yes, I am here. Uh, but I'm sad. Oh and no. Nobody's laughing. Oh, oh yeah. Well, well that's usual around so here. Tell us about it, Vince. <laughs> well, it's just my landlord. Jebediah M. Turkish Delight has raised my rent to oh, an oh unsustainable no. degree. Don't tell us the exact amount. Oh, my. Yeah, that's too terrible. Much. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, too much. Wait, is that the same Zebediah M. Turkish Delight who lives right next door to us? Yes, either next door or thousands of miles away depending yeah. on what's convenient to the story yes yeah. why don't you write down exactly how much he's raised it and then just show us okay okay oh wow that is a lot wow i i thought i had that amount but it turns out i have like three dollars and don't have that much oh. yeah no it, and it accounts for inflation too so oh wow. man it's sad yeah i'm sad and i'm not laughing about it Nope. Yeah. No, it's especially tough during the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm also not laughing. Oh no, Mark, what's oh. wrong? Well, our landlord is putting a lien on the studio. Oh no, not oh, the studio. The one we no. record in, like right yeah. now. Yes, That's where we record our podcast. Oh yeah. no, Barnaby J Zagnut, who's often a character in this podcast because he's always coming in yeah, and he's always singing songs. That's true. We have to yeah. cut it out all the time. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. So he's saying that because so many children listen to this podcast, which I was pretty upset when he told me that, but since he hates children, he's Ooh. saying that he's going to evict us for, and take all of our podcasting equipment if we don't stop releasing the podcast. Aww. Oh, no, but it's almost oh, Christmas. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how that has to do with it, but you're exactly right. It is almost Christmas. All the children fans are going to be so upset when they wake up Christmas morning and there's no, what did we just watch? Exactly. Is, is that the guy that lives two houses down? Yeah, it's either two houses down or we have an adjoining wall. It's whoever, you can hear his dog barking. Wow. He chains his dog outside, which is awful. Well, you know, I don't want to compare misfortunes, but I'm also feeling very sad. Well, you were laughing. Yeah, well, I was. Yeah. You know, I know, Vince, I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. I'm not laughing. Nobody I know. should be laughing. Just, yeah, I, should, I was, and that was inappropriate. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I just heard from my podcast manager, um, Thaddeus J. Corn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. That those ellipses in his middle name are yeah, crazy. I is. can't believe he has ellipses like in that. his middle name. Can yeah. I be honest with you, Bob? I think you're trying to compete. What? Uh, what are you? What are you talking about? I'm telling you. I just, I just got a text. I just got a text from Thaddeus, and it says uh, you are not allowed to say the word bowling. On the podcast. Well, we're going to have to bleep that that, out. I know. That's why I'm so upset. I can't say the word. He's going to he's going to get upset. He's going to drop my contract if I say the word. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm 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 laughing a little bit, but I shouldn't be laughing. We were supposed to record the the Big Lebowski episode today for Christmas. Oh, lucky cat strikes is out the window. Yeah. Well, and then I guess that Woody Harrelson movie which i don't remember the name of that we were also going to do that one tin cup yes tin cup thank you <laughs> well, you know yeah 
does he lives on the other side, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's right, the other side. Well, yeah. maybe that's why our rent is so high because we have three industrial capitalists yeah. living right around us. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. You might have noticed I'm wearing a big barrel today. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it, as opposed it's, to your normally slim fitting barrel. I know. Yeah. So my um. Yeah, my tailor, Ezekiel T. Brussels Sprout, has raised his rates, and oh. now I have to get a bigger barrel, like a cheaper barrel. Is the bigger thing. barrel cheaper? That's correct, yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. You learn something new every day when you yeah. listen to a podcast. Yep. So it's extra mm-hmm. to fit the form to you? That's correct, yeah. Okay, so this is an untailored barrel. Right. Yeah. yeah. It still looks good on you. These, well, You've got is... a barrel-shaped body. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. This is... Um, what is that company? The Costco company. Um, Kirkland. Yeah, yeah. This is my Kirk. This is actually my Kirkland barrel. Uh, I, had to settle for I thought you were barrel. looking very barrel chested today. Yeah, mm-hmm. Thank you. Tin cup. Tin cup. <laughs> up the ladder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you blew that already. You I really know. wanted to talk about really how he like says up say the ladder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to What Did We Just Watch, the movie trivia quiz show podcast. Today's episode is about the 1966 Italian Christmas movie, The Christmas That Almost Wasn't. And maybe it shouldn't have been. The film was directed by Rosano Brazzi and stars Paul Tripp, Rosano Brazzi, Lydia Brazzi, Alberto Rabagliati, Misha Orr, and John Carlson, and also Santa Claus. (laughs) Beautiful pronunciation. Oh, thank you. Yes. Well, he's, he's referring to Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> no one gets it right. Well, we'll see if you still think that after I say your name. <laughs> okay. Cloyingly sweet, as succulent and as satisfying as it is purple, the plum dates back to ancient times and was one of the first fruits domesticated by humans. The fruit's illustrious past is a storied one, having been cultivated by humans as far back as 12,000 years ago. But as positively perceived as our friend the plum is, every hero needs its villain. And in the case of the plum, look no further than its dry counterpart, the prune. (laughs) Highly valued for not fermenting during the drying process, the prune has become notorious for its laxative quality. So much so that in 2001, frustrated plum growers in the U.S. petitioned the FDA to officially change the name to dried plum to avoid the negative association with the fruit's diuretic qualities. In 1966, however, <laughs> in 1966, however, one film seeking to cash in on the dried plum's negative connotations needed a foil to its legendary protagonist. So who better to face off against Santa than Prune? Phineas T., that is. I'm Steve Goff, and I'm your host this episode, and I'm here with my three fellow department store employees, uh, Mark Nessel, playing as The Longest Scarf. Hello. Uh, Bob Killian playing as Bob all year, all year, <laughs> and Vince Nijito playing as Prune, 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 Vince. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Our contestants will be playing for this week's mystery prize that will be revealed at the end of the show. Uh, so tell me, everyone, what did you think about the Christmas that almost wasn't? Uh, well. 
I think we have Mystery Science Theater 3000 to blame for watching this movie this week. Um, I can't remember which season it was, but one of the more recent seasons they covered this movie. And before last night, this was, that was the only time I ever watched it. And I'm convinced they cut out like 40% of the songs. There's so many songs in this movie. Well, they're all so good. How do you... Uh. <laughs> Something about uh, me is that I can convince myself that any movie is good within tw- like forty eight hours. Um, I probably just like keep talking to myself about it. And I'm like, actually, that was it, it was a beautiful, and I liked it what they were trying. And um, <laughs> I'm at about twenty four hours right now, um, and I think I do. I genuinely think this movie is charming. I genuinely think it's extremely charming. But I think that they thought it was going to be like a Rankin Bass, like mm-hmm. animated movie. And they just <laughs> never got around to the animation. But there, yeah, so, I don't know. There's a bunch of animation in this movie, actually, between the houses and then the intro. That's true. It's, that's true. Yeah. The intro overpromised on the flying machine front. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was very excited to to get into more of like a uh, mousetrap type of situation, but that was mm-hmm. uh, surprisingly minimal. Yeah, Prune's <laughs> yes. not an inventor and doesn't have any contraptions or machines. He just kind of walks around and sings. Mm-hmm. But what a voice he has. But what a voice. <laughs> what a voice. Now, I talked to two people uh, about this like beforehand, and uh, what I've come to, to realize is that um, this is a huge hit with older Italian men. This is... Wow. <laughs> this... Well, that's the exact demographic that we're trying to hit on this podcast, yeah. so that's great. We're going to get them. News. We're going to get them. Um, yeah. But that was sort of sort of like... Because I, I, like, I didn't know before going into it that it, it was an Italian movie. And so I was genuinely... like I had to pause it at a certain point and just be like, what? Why? Where is... Where is this coming from? And then looking at the Wikipedia, it was just like, oh, Italy. Okay. Um, I'm assuming that point we had to pause was maybe five, six seconds into the movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's very Italian right out of the, right off at the jump. Yeah. It's pretty Italian. I missed it. I missed it, which is uh, rough for me. Uh, But (laughs) I, uh, yeah. No, I got there eventually. Eventually. Yeah. It's it's funny you say that because looking this up, there's like almost no information about the production mm-hmm. of this movie. But one thing that I did find is that after it first came out in 1966, it got picked up by HBO in like the 80s when HBO was first starting out and was on there like for the entire early run of HBO. Mm-hmm. So it was like available to people who had HBO for a very long time. Yeah, the very early HBO. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with you, Vince. I think there is a lot of like charming stuff in this movie. And I think it's like it's in the uncanny valley of charming where it's like, oh, yeah, this is charming. But there are so many weird things yeah. in this movie that are unsettling. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of is what it feels like for me. It's. I think that that's what the thing is. I think there's genuine like there's two jokes that I think are like legitimately great jokes. And then the rest of it is very is just so weird. Yeah. I, yeah, it's kind of that weird that only like children's Christmas movies are where it's kind of like weirdly sac- saccharine and all of the adults in it are kind of weirdly 
both super naive but also like super capable like the fact that he we're we're gonna get into it later but you're absolutely right like christmas movies are like in the sweet spot of our podcast because they're so kind of like they let their freak flag fly (laughs) i would have to say yeah we haven't even talked about santa claus uh the life and adventures of santa claus the ranklin and babs movie where canonically santa is raised by a pagan god (laughs) we're gonna be eating good on christmas yeah Um, but yeah i i agree with you all uh this movie is weird it really zigs when you expect it to Barnabas J. Zagnut. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I, I like this movie. I I Mark, you're 100% correct. I picked this after watching the, um, the Mystery Science Theater episode many years ago. That stuck out to me as one that was weird. I feel like people don't talk about as much. We hadn't watched it again since then. Mm-hmm. Um, on purpose. Yeah, on purpose. <laughs> and I, I thought it would be a good uh, watch for us all. And you know what? I was right. It's great. Uh, and I just want to say uh, thank you, Vince, again, for being here. Uh, Vince and I are uh, old college buddies. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, longtime partners in comedy in various forms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's great to finally see you again after all these years. I know. It's just been so long. Yeah. And under these circumstances. Yeah. yeah. And when we're all having misfortunes about people, yeah. you know, who are the we've capitalists all, yeah, who are all, in our lives. Yeah. I'm here mostly to ask for money. I don't know if I made that clear. I don't know why the equipment is here, but yeah. you put a microphone in front of me. I'm going to talk, baby. All right. Okay. So we can jump right into Act One. Uh, so we're going to start off, uh, we do a segment where we try to identify uh, characters in the movie. Um, so we'll be doing that here. Uh, I will be reading off a name. This is a pretty simple story, and there's not that many characters. So to mix it up, uh, I decided I'd just be doing first names when they're available. <laughs> so I'm going to read off a first name to you, and then I want you to buzz in and tell me the name of the character. And you will get one point for each one. All right, are we ready? Ready. Okay, so we can go ahead and get started. The first name, this is maybe the toughest question on the entire podcast. (laughs) The name is Phineas. Okay, it's Mark up first. Um, I believe that's um, our vulture capitalist himself, Phineas T. Prune. Ooh, that is correct. One big point to Mark. Yeah, Prune is a weird character. Again, I mentioned before... He's kind of a character that can only exist in a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he really is just Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. yeah. He's like just a yeah. Right down to the cap and gown. <laughs> yeah, right down to the night the like um pajamas with the nightcap at the end and like chasing down a child in the snowy streets. <laughs> like it's yeah. all just a Christmas carol again. Yeah. I mean, there's even the one part later in the movie where he mistakes like the three protagonists for <laughs> right. ghosts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it is. That's And that's not even a joke. It seems yeah. like a joke. But Which is like, he I does. think they know. I think they know what they're doing <laughs> yeah. to a certain right, yeah. degree. And then, you know, a little bit of booze. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Prune is played by Rosano Brazzi, who actually is the director of this movie. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. um, and one thing that I learned about this is that this was weirdly filmed. It was filmed in Rome. They went over to Italy to film it. 
Um, and they hired mostly Italian actors to play all the roles, but they redubbed all of the cast um, into English, despite recording it initially in English. And everyone who dubbed the voices, except for Paul Tripp and um, Bratzi, were redubbed uh, by different different people. people? Yes, by different people. So Paul Tripp and Rosano Bratzi are the only two people in the movie that I'm aware of that are actually using their own voices. Steve and I watched the movie last night. We watched it with two of our friends. And one of the first things the one our one friend said was, this kind of looks like those YouTube videos, the bad lip reading, <laughs> because it does look, because they are saying exactly what is being said. But if you watch the movie, it's never lined up exactly right. And it's yeah. a little bit, you can't look at their lips very long or you get a little dizzy. <laughs> like it's sort of like those things where it's like what you're hearing and what you're seeing doesn't quite line up. So again, this movie has like a lot of, like, you know, those warnings where it's like, there's like flashing lights. So if you have epilepsy, like be warned, it's like, don't look at their lips while (laughs) directly at their lips or you're going to get dizzy watching this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's just weird um, that they filmed it all in in English and Mm -hmm. then dubbed everyone over. Yeah. Yeah, They must have thought it was too Italian sounding. Yeah. 100%. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it absolutely was. (laughs) And... uh, I, that, I'm glad you said that, though, because I really was so confused because I thought, oh, well, maybe yeah. they're speaking in Italian. But every so often it would like line up perfectly. And I'd be like, what? How does this work? <laughs> yeah. So. I was saying that even when I understood everything, I was like, what? How does this work? Yeah. And I had when I watched this movie, I watched it twice in preparation for this. Um both the YouTube cut and the cut that we saw that was officially Peacock. released through Peacock, it it had Italian title cards. Like everything, yeah. mm-hmm. the credits, everything yeah, yeah. was 100% Italian, which was a little odd. Yeah. it's weird. You'd think they'd do 100% one or 100% the other. Yeah. But it was totally recorded and acted in English and then dubbed in English. But it's all Italian um, title cards and um i guess the end credits are in english but those were added over the um film because they're it's like the ending thing where all the children get kidnapped by prune so um <laughs> children. yeah those poor children the next name is sam all right this is going to you vince yeah that is the human dick van dyke puppet uh, <laughs> Sam uh, Whitmer. Oh, co- close. Close. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's probably not. Think, think, <laughs> Char- think the Charmin commercials. What? Oh, really? <laughs> You're not familiar with Mr. Whipple from the okay. Charmin commercials? Okay, well, just Sam a uh, bear's yeah. button. <laughs> yeah. No, the older Charmin commercials. Okay. Well, we'll Sam give Whipple, it to you because you were right. Yeah, you yeah, knew yeah. the man. You knew the man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sam Whipple, Mr. Paul Tripp himself. So yeah. he actually was the person who wrote the um, the book that this was based on. I'm not sure oh. if it was the case where he wrote the book as a sort of like pre to a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wrote the book and he wrote all the songs, too. He wrote the oh. screenplay, too, right? Yes. He yeah. adapted his own book to the uh to the movies and I can't help myself. I do look up some of these like people and I was like, Sam Whipple. He kind of, like you said, Dick Van Dyke. I also think he kind of looks like Conan O'Brien a little mm-hmm. bit. 
he actually was on the Dick Van Dyke show at one point. Oh, interesting. Yeah, wow. I, oh. I think it was just a minor character in it, but it's crazy. Like, they must have looked at him, and they're like, he looks just like Dick Van Dyke. We got to get this dude on the on the television show. Yeah, he just <laughs> played a mirror. Yeah. 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 <laughs> one of my favorite features on the show, is, or in the movie, that is that they just keep calling him a young man. Yes. <laughs> oh, my. He's very much yeah. not a young man. Yeah, he's like a seven-foot-tall like, yeah. yeah, skeleton. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, it's like I mentioned a real earlier. Quentin Tarantino situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned earlier I watched this on YouTube, and it was very grainy, like whoever uploaded it. So those, those that didn't strike me as odd as much, but when we watched the... Uh, real cut of the movie it was jarring the creases suddenly popping off of his face yeah yeah he's called young man by actors who appeared to be younger than (laughs) him like i think the store owner looks a little younger than whipple yeah i I understand they're they're trying to like classify his character as like he's young at heart but it doesn't necessarily sell because you can see him um and i think but that was i mean the i also watched it in in 480p and it was extremely confusing because in the beginning when he throws the the snow that he keeps in his pockets at all times um (laughs) for whatever reason i thought he was throwing like a like a bunch of pencils um (laughs) just due to the 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 way the pixels were falling and i had to rewind because i was like what these are their children here sir what are you doing but uh yeah Yeah. they all standardized tests in the morning yeah (laughs) well it's great eases the tension yeah all right so on to the next question um so the next name here i have is chris Okay, this is going over to Mark. Um, so I don't remember a Chris, but I'm going to guess, is it Chris Kringle mm-hmm. who you're talking about? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> All right. Big point to Mark. Yeah, I, I think this is one of those movies because Santa has, Santa's a weird bird when it comes to movies because <laughs> sometimes it's very tied to the Christian holiday of Christmas and sometimes it's very like seems to be divorced from the Christian holiday a la like the life and adventures of Santa Claus where he's raised by the pagan god of the forest. Mm-hmm. This one is a mostly Santa Claus situation. Does he ever get called Chris Kringle in this movie? I don't think so. No. Yeah, but I'm taking the point anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, Santa is is played by um an Italian man who did not do his own voice in the movie. So mm. the voice you hear is someone completely different huh. yeah. whose name is possibly lost to time. Yeah. If um, you, if you haven't seen this movie, picture the Coca-Cola drawing of Santa because this dude looks exactly like that those like the cartoons of Santa on the Coca-Cola. Yeah. But do you, do you think if you saw this guy on the street, would you immediately be like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then do a double take and be like, wait a minute, because that's how he like people notice him right. every yeah. time in this movie. I also love how people, every time they meet him, they're not surprised that he's Santa Claus. They're just surprised that he's early. 
like for Christmas. I'm like, oh, Santa. Oh, yeah. Good to see you. Wait a minute. Santa Claus. It's December 23rd. What are you doing here? Yeah. Well, he's I think what really throws people off is he's wearing a Paul Hogan hat. He's really got his crocodile Dundee on with that hat. And he is the most somber Santa, somber depiction. Every time you look at there's a close up of him. I'm like, oh, my God. God, this like he is like in the throes of eviction. There, like this is what eviction looks like. There are some powerful close-ups in in this film. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh they do in this not... children's film. <laughs> There's no medium shots. It's either uh, full <laughs> wide or like intense emotional close-ups. Uh, <laughs> and Santa gets it. I I will say I think that this is one of my top five favorite depictions uh, of Santa. And I mean it's got that, a lot of range. I nice. mean that genuinely because of, I mean, and maybe we're going to get to it, but like the idea that he's a Santa who has never seen a child awake. Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. And yeah. he's like socially awkward around children. Magnificent. Yeah. I think <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I really, I really love that. But knowing that he is a, an Italian man makes all of the way that he interacts with children make much more sense. yeah i the one thing that i always think is funny about this movie is that the intro song talks a really big game about santa about him not being worried Mm -hmm. or like upset at all and then when we meet him he is so upset he is so worried he's He's pretty much given up yeah he really is yeah well i was just wondering what was his first his he did he literally was like I am Santa, and I'm not laughing. And it was like, yeah. Yeah, he's not. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so the the next person we have here, the next name, which um, I'm not sure if this is a first name or a last name, but Blossom. Okay, that's going to Bob. Wait, we're supposed to give the full name? No. Oh, okay. Okay, is. Blossom is the uh, butler to Phineas T. Prune, who I suppose maybe it's a joke that his name is Blossom because he's so like dour and mm-hmm. you know he mm-hmm. literally has cobwebs on him. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I thought that was an you excellent have to touch. Ass- yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if your question is, I it must. I, I'm not sure if it's a joke. I think the answer is yes in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I do think that this. Yeah, somebody said it before. This movie does have a sense of humor, but it is one of those sense of humors that it's like. Oh, wait, that was a joke. Yeah. Like, you're always, like, a few seconds behind the joke because you're like, well, why would there be a joke here? Yeah, and I'm not really familiar with the show, but is this supposed to be the same character from the TV show Blossom? No, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that show is. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. They um they wanted to, I know this for a fact, they wanted to get Maya Bialik uh, to reprise <laughs> her role that she had not played yet. Um, but in order to make it happen, they had to conceive her, uh, which mm-hmm. is, <laughs> they were playing the long game. They are playing yeah. the long game. Maybe for the sequel, mm-hmm. if they ever remake this. Um, okay. So the next name, clearing those buzzers. Uh, the next name here is Jonathan. <laughs> All right. That's you, Vince. Uh, I'm going to guess that Jonathan is one of the children. Mm, No, sorry. Next up, it's Mark. So Jonathan is the head elf. 
He's the, oh, the guy who, one? yeah, the tall <laughs> yeah. elf. So the guy who looks a lot like um, Eugene Hertz, who's the head, uh, uh, the like main songwriter of Golgo Bordello, who's also um, has a great role in the movie Everything Is Illuminated. So if you're familiar with that movie, um, but yeah, it's he's a quite a character too. I'm gonna I, argue that this is a movie about Jonathan. Oh, yeah. All you know, all uh, we'll, we can get to it. I'm going to argue that Jonathan is the most important character in this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, um, he also, is the most important character. Yeah, he, he really is. Yeah. He's the most organized character in the movie. Well, certainly. I, well, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, uh, I was give him the biggest. He give, they give him the "I want" song, where, yes. where he's just got to yeah, find yeah him and name. Ariel. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and he's just like um, moan, moan, boom, boom. <laughs> you might that might. You, that might be a question. Later. I was I looking start to talking see, about that. Yeah. I was looking to see uh, both Vince to you and to Margie when you were answering your question how you were going to describe Jonathan because I was like, how, like, how do you describe what he actually is? You said head elf, but I don't know. Is he an elf? Because he's like, with our art, uh, like he he's described as the bookkeeper. But he's also like he doesn't appear to help with any of the making of the toys. He does a lot of like, this. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he yeah, got, yeah Mark is great Mark leaning. is sitting with yeah. leaning on his hand. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. real visual gag. It, his his palm and his chin never the two shall yeah. be departed. <laughs> so the guy who plays Jonathan is pretty interesting. He's this dude named Misha R, and he's an American actor who. Um, is in a couple of classic movies from the 30s, which is weird. He's in uh, My Man Godfrey, and You Can't Take It With You. Whoa, wow. Yeah, yeah. so he sadly um, died a year after this movie was released in 67, but uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some very like excellent movies compared to this movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he was a major player in any of those movies, but, you know. Yeah, some tells me this credited. isn't top on his IMDb mm-hmm. if you've got those movies. I, I'm uh, positive if he had hung around, there would have been some Cohen roles for him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. I think I, I think could definitely see him in a Cohen He's got a movie. face. This is yeah. a movie like, st- I, I don't, I mean, I don't think, and maybe we'll get to it at the end. I don't think anyone does a bad job acting in this, or at mm-hmm. least none of the performances really bumped me. These are all, it's just, it's all like character actor sort of looking people. Like every single one of these people is striking in this movie from like the jump. I don't, even a bunch of the children are like, what is your story? Where were you before this? Mm -hmm. It's a good movie. I think we can say that. It's a good movie. (laughs) Well, we talk about that at the end. Oh, sorry. No, I mean, what's a mystery what I feel? Um. (laughs) All right. The next name, Davey. Oh, Davy. Um. Okay, Vince, you're Is this up. This one, the, this one, the kid. Hmm. Could you be more specific? Uh, sad-looking child. <laughs> <laughs> Is that specific enough? Yeah, I will give that to you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Davy. <laughs> Davy is the kid at the beginning of the movie. Um. Who doesn't want it to be Christmas every day? Yeah, he's got his real Christmas oh, cross in his arm. Oh, that kid! That's one of the good jokes. Yeah, he looks to be. I don't know if it's Christmas. That's not what <laughs> I said. 
That's that a, Daniel Radcliffe looking son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, he does look like he's just like a like maybe in his twenties. <laughs> yeah, hanging out with those children. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I was like, I'm not sure if Steve's gonna give you kid because I don't I don't know. I think he can legally drive. <laughs> I think he's an adult. I think he's a, an adult in the eyes of the law. We'll never know. <laughs> Lost a time who that kid was, yeah. where he is now. Mm-hmm. He had like modern clothes on too, where I feel yeah. like everyone else had like caps and sort of gowns. Mm-hmm. I did think that was one of the two graduation. great jokes. I really I really thought that that joke worked except for the timing of the joke, which I know is most of what a joke <laughs> is, but <laughs> I thought the the concept of the joke where he was like, "I don't know about that, Mr. Whipple," and he was like, "Yeah, Davy, the opposite of what you said," and he was just like, "Ha." Yeah. Excellent joke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does a lot of like uh, stances in this movie, like a lot of like hands on hips, like arms crossed, yeah. and then he's gone. Davy is he never comes yeah, back. They, they, um, yeah, yeah, they trim the tree, and then Davy is it walks off of that set yeah. that they back into the Roman streets. Mm-hmm. Well, in the spirit of in the spirit of that, let's never mention Davy again. <laughs> All right. The next name here, Nick. Okay, that's going to Mark. Um, I am going to guess that Nick is one of the children who um, meets Santa when he's at his lowest point on the like bench. No, I'm sorry. No. Does anyone else want to take a crack at it? No one else buzzed in. Bob, I'll take a guess. Um, I will say that it is the head of the department store. Nope. Vince, do you want to crack at it? Yeah, I'm going to guess an an even sadder child. (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, maybe, but no. I'm not going to give that one to you. This Uh, is uh, St. Nick. This is also Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Steve. All right. right. He's gone mad with power. Absolutely applies in this movie. This is the saddest... (laughs) He's the saddest Tough boy crowd. in this film. Yeah. All right, one point to Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Keep saying him. that's that's a dangerous precedent because suddenly <laughs> he's going to be excited to get more points. People are going to be upset about this next one too. <laughs> All right, the ne- the next name I'm going to throw out here, and people are going to be angry at me, is Jessica. <laughs> All right, Bob. I'm going to guess that that is Mrs. Claus. That is correct, yes. <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Claus canonically named Jessica, according yeah. to Santa Claus is Coming to Town, a different Christmas movie. Yeah. The worst part is that oh. I knew that it was Santa Claus is Coming to Town, and I was like, <laughs> you mean the girl who yeah, wants well, the doll? Who just wants a doll? <laughs> yeah. Well, the one thing I would say that um, this movie and Santa Claus coming to town, the consistency is the Sam Whipple character looks exactly like yeah. um, oh, I can't yeah. think of the name of the actor who he's yeah. based off of. But whoever's doing the um, the Ranklin and Bass, like um, the the oh, narrator the in that yeah. is based mm. off of whoever's singing that song looks a lot like he's in that that pantheon of Dick Van Dyke and Conan O'Brien yeah. and all these yeah. people who are just like long tree people. Yeah, I think he's got big Doctor Who, like the third Doctor yeah. energy with that yeah. scarf. That's the one with the oh, scarf, yeah. right? That's yeah. It's number yeah. four, but we we'll give it know. to you. Okay. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Wow. Yeah, I was uh, about take to Take say- my point away. Take that point. <laughs> take my point away. Okay. 
next up, the next name we have here is Charlie. All right, Bob. Okay, so this is the kid at the end who's like, oh, what's the matter, Santa? Ah, oh, gee, Santa, you sure were bad with your finances this year. Yeah. Well, that is correct. The coolest kid. <laughs> yeah. He really is. Carrying a Christmas tree over his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying it looked like it was um, a weapon in like a Final Fantasy game or whatever, how he had it like over his shoulder, like he was just going to brandish it and like swing it, or like a Dark Souls boss. Yeah, you're going to have to like, dodge roll through Oof. that. Yeah. Uh, next up, the next name is Susie. Vince. Uh, is that the uh, little girl at department store who it sure is yeah <laughs> santa's first real contact with a human child <laughs> yeah that's a weird interaction we'll get to it when we get to that part of the movie but I'm they so really excited. get the they get the red carpet treatment with santa it's like how are they going to get through all those kids if you spend 20 minutes with each one like figuring out the perfect toy yeah. and hugging and kissing all of them yeah <laughs> yeah all right. So the next name here, who is Babo Natali? I'm going to be disappointed if this isn't a, like a gag one that Steve made because <laughs> I can't think of it. I mean, this has to. Oh, wait, is it. I, did you say Bobo? Boba? Babo? Babo Natali? <laughs> Is it, are you saying, is it Merry Christmas in Italian, which is like, it's like Buon Natale or something? No, I think it's Father Christmas. Oh. This was also Santa. Oh, okay. okay. All right, great, All right, Steve. Yeah, I that. think I ruined it. <laughs> it's even funnier back. the third time. <laughs> yes. I like that. Rule of threes, that's good. Rule of threes, yeah. Yeah. All right, and the the last name we have. There are not a lot of characters in this movie. I'm gonna give that point to Steve. Oh, yeah. thank you. I'm up to two. You're encouraging <laughs> I'm in, him. I'm in second. It's if actually neck and neck right now. Yeah, but watch out. There's more Doctor Who fact coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah. So the next name. Who is? What is a Dalek? No. Uh, <laughs> so the last name is Jim. only character we haven't talked about yet um well i only but i don't know who jim is but because you threw down the like gauntlet <laughs> that's the only character we haven't yeah. talked about yet is he the name of the department store owner oh no you're wrong so oh. there i'm wrong there were two characters All right, that take was prim yeah mr prim well, i did not have that. a first name yeah i figured him, but i was like maybe Jim Prim is pretty good. Okay, Vince, good. you're up next. Oh, boy. Uh, all right, the only other character. Is this the kid who gets squeezed at the end? <laughs> no, it is not the kid. Good guess, though. So many of the children in this movie are nameless. Well, that's part of the problem okay. with the perspective of this movie. <laughs> I think it's the police officer at the beginning. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, they say his name. What's oh, He has big what's all this then energy. Yeah, <laughs> sure does. Yeah, real constable. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. What was his plan if he was able to identify that that was Santa? Yeah, Santa's doing a lot of like he's putting mm. his hand over his head, Marcus like putting uh, his hand over his head. Uh, like Mr. Whipple really seemed like he was stepping between like Santa <laughs> and like a good beating. And it yeah. was like, I, I guess that this was the joke, but like, it's it's like he's like trying to specifically trying to not like say anything about like like oh hey and here's my friend. It's like this awkward i was like well i'm gonna go now yep well i guess i'm just gonna leave like and there's your round bob's your uncle yeah all right so that's the end of the first that's round. the end of the first round yes um so you want to read off the score i would like to read off the scores it is neck and neck here uh we've got mark and vince tied for not first place with three <laughs> points and we've got bob in the lead with four points wow what a twist uh, steve <laughs> has two points he's in last place Great. yeah neck and neck and Let's... one doctor who size scarf between us <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can all fit our necks in that scarf and we're back so we're gonna jump right into act two here um, so we've got some questions, and we can sort of go through the uh, the things that happen in the movie. So we'll start off with a question from the opening animated segment. Oh. And it is worth mentioning that this is the first musical that we've done on the podcast. So mm -hmm. this is a yeah. real... Uh, real landmark for us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> not, real auspicious. Not the first one with a weird musical opening, though. No, no, no not by a long stretch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a, not an, even an animated musical yeah. opening too. <laughs> that belongs to the Shaggy Da. Mm -hmm. This isn't our first titular theme song right. either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but but yeah, I'm just so happy to be here for this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> an auspicious a day. True honor. Yeah. Uh, so what do we think that opening song? Any thoughts? Uh, I do think that there was a, a negative precedent that was set about flying machines in this film. Although, <laughs> I would argue that one has to exist based on the North Pole travel. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. true, yeah. true, true, true. Yeah, you're saying that, like, canonically, Prune does have does a flying have a fly machine. He must, that's true. Yeah. He must have a flying machine. Yeah. Device. The other thing... Because they, I, this is another thing that they love to do in Christmas movies, including Santa Claus is Coming to Town. They they really do a lot of like hand waving about where this town is. Yeah, <laughs> it's the town where all of the stuff takes place. It's the town where all of the major characters live or interact with each other. It could be ten minute a ten minute walk from the North Pole. We have literally no idea. It, but it sounds like it's not a North Pole. Because they say that Prune bought the entire North Pole, North yeah. Pole, mm -hmm. and yeah. that's so it's it's not on the North Pole, which is like cool. So how close is it? Like, but we'll never know. Yeah, the t the town is sort of this. We see the town later, and they do use a model, and you get the sense that at like the edge of town, there's just nothing. Like yeah. you walked by <laughs> the edge of town, there it's nothing. And they did go on location to Rome to film this, but it's a set. Like, it's it, absolutely it's 100% a set. A yeah. Set. yeah, yeah. It seems um, it so does I, seem like a Truman Show situation for uh, mm -hmm. most of the people who live in this town. Yeah, yeah it yeah. stars Hollow. It's it's like a Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, Gilmore Girls wish it looked as good as this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my my first question related to the uh, opening intro: um, If there is no Christmas, who's to blame? Okay, that's going to Mark. I think uh, 
Phineas T. Prune is to blame. Ooh, that is, that is correct. One wow. point for Prune's got Prune's given me two points in this That's game right. already. Yeah. yeah, if you can remember the man, the name of the man, just <laughs> wait. There might be. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're gonna make sure you remember the name of the man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you I, can't not. I mentioned that I watched this movie with my parents, and in the first. 10 seconds of this movie the first verse of the opening song when they say and the name of the man is prune my both my parents were like huh yeah. <laughs> and like i think that's a real testament to how good this movie is where like you're hooked you were like who is that why are they keep mentioning his name like i'm not sure who prune is but i want to know mm-hmm uh, I I mean I don't know what Prune's name is. I I didn't know if I was if I really wanted to know. <laughs> also, you get the impression from you get the impression from the opening that there's going to be a lot of like hijinks from yeah. Prune that he's going to do all sorts of things to mess up Christmas. And the one scene where he does do a lot of like pranks and hijinks makes no sense. And it's oh like the gosh. rest of the movie. It's really just one thing that he's doing, which is making Santa pay a year's worth of rent. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really the only thing. Yeah, I have a and lot of opinions about Prune's hijinks. I'll hold on to them <laughs> oh, yes. because I don't oh. I know I've jumped around too much already. But I man. can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, one thing that's interesting about this first song is that the soundtrack for this movie is on Spotify. And on the soundtrack, um, Paul Tripp sings the song. But in the movie, he does not. Uh, they actually got a guy, Glenn Yarborough, to sing the song, which it sounds good. It is by far, I think, the best song in the movie. Yeah, King of a Tiny Kingdom mm-hmm. there. <laughs> yeah, not that the other songs aren't. Well, I won't say that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we finished that. Um, we <laughs> open up next. We, we're in the town square, and we're putting up that Christmas tree. Mr. Whipple comes over the hill, down the steps, with a horde of children chasing him. Slash <laughs> Throwing pencils. Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And he starts trimming that big tree, and he's, we get treated to a second song, Why Can't Every Day Be Christmas? Mm-hmm. Um, so my next question is, when we're trimming the tree... How many ladders does Mipple, Mr. Whipple <laughs> use? And that's going to Mark. I'm going to guess four ladders, not no. four. Uh, next up was Vince. I'm going to guess 17 ladders. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually closer than... No, uh, that's not it. Bob? Uh, I'll guess three ladders. Okay. So it is, in fact, three ladders. So uh-huh. there's there's two. I had some internal debate about this, but you were closest <laughs> anyway. There's two ladders at the tree, and I did phrase it that way. There's a third ladder when he's hanging the tinsel later mm. that is not the same make and model as the <laughs> other two ladders. So he's got access to ladders for days. <laughs> and, he, and he really does some great ladder acting. Yeah, he and he's shaped like a ladder. <laughs> true. He says he's not a good lawyer, but uh, ladders say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's funny that he's in charge of decorating the town. Yeah, yeah it, it de- in charge is such an interesting word there because, it, it, yeah, he's walking with all the children. He has all the garland he's he's the one who sings the t- the like song the decorating song who what what is the government of this town is he also the mayor of I'm the town assume, if he... i'm going to assume no one is brave enough to stop him 
Oh, oh, yeah. So he's on a rampage. Yeah. I, they're yeah. like, they're like, hey, as long as he keeps not sending us bills for the lawyering he's yeah, doing yeah. for us, he can decorate all yeah. he wants. Like Danny is the politi- political opposition in this. He's like, no, Mr. Whipple, stop. You can't make everyday <laughs> Christmas. And then he's like, he does. No one listens to him, and he just crosses his arms. Yeah, yeah Danny's, I think Danny's the of... one on the right. Oh no. <laughs> I I do think it's sort of a Pied Piper situation because those kids are all following him. And when we cut back later in the next scene and he's hanging the garland up, they're all gone. I assume he's eaten them all at that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's so he's so much wider. Than, yeah. yeah. You look in that box. He's got like the the tinsel, the balls. And then there are bones. In that yeah. Box. Children's well, it's, bones. He's doing yeah. it for their his youth. That's why everyone refers to him as young man. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Works. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is where we first meet Santa Claus. He's lovely. He walks in. He's looking a little downtrodden. He's sort of dressed how I imagine uh, Tom Bombadil looks. Like he's <laughs> yeah, he is. Floppy yeah. hat and a big coat. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's he's sort of like Tom Bombadil in that he's magic. Um, uh, but Can't yeah, magic up some money for the rent. <laughs> yeah. No, he's so helpless when it comes to the money. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he describes his plight, uh, which we've talked about, to Mr. Whipple. My next question. Um, before we oh, get yeah. into that, though, so they walk into Whipple's office where he they fa- he he sits on, I think, three chairs that all break. Yeah. Which What's up with that? Which, yeah, again, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess the idea is that all of his chairs are kind of like real petite or something like that. But it, it like by the third time, I'm like, oh, we were supposed to be paying attention to that because like the first time I'm like, it almost seems like it was a mistake there on the like day that they left in on the film. And then the third time he's like, why don't you just take my chair? I'm like, oh, this is a runner. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I thought it was going to be a runner. And like I was trying to look where he sits in other chairs. But he sits at chairs at the North Pole, which is something mm-hmm. he's familiar with, so they wouldn't break. But then he does get that big throne, so it's mm-hmm. he really doesn't sit in no. any other chairs. Yeah, They had a no. chance to do the funniest thing in the world and just have him break every chair he sat in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let it they could have through. had him like l- lean on chairs that break. Just any time he interacts with a chair, it breaks or something. <laughs> kind of unrelated to his weight like or looking anything. looking at a chair from across the room yeah. and it explodes. He becomes the chair of a department at a yeah. university <laughs> and then it breaks. Yeah. Breaks the entire oh, department. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible manager, Santa Claus. Um, yeah. No, I oh, thought yeah. that it was, I thought it was a ruder joke about uh, Santa Claus and his weight. Um, yeah, he mm-hmm. famously ro- yeah famously yeah. a rotund man, Santa Claus, but he doesn't let that get him down. P- capitalism gets him yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, as it should, frankly. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. So we we have uh, Santa Claus explain his plight to Mister Whipple. Uh, my next question: How does Mister Whipple refer to Prune when he's first introduced and discussed? Bob, I believe he refers to him as that old pickle face. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. very good. One point. He oh, says, is this where you got that nickname for Steve from, Bob? Hey, yeah, you know. old pickle face. <laughs> hey now, I would take that as a compliment. Pickles are delicious. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm a pretty big deal. <laughs> um, the, yeah, the the exact 
The exact phrase he uses is the multi-zillionaire with a pickle face who lives in that big grouchy house over there. <laughs> Which he points. We don't know that it's right there, but I he's know. like, it, he, he says right over there, but it's like he reaches out and touches the wall. <laughs> yeah, they might have. It's like it's like a row home in Philadelphia. It's like an adjoining wall or I, something I like laughed, that. I laughed out loud when they walked out and he was like, let's go talk to him and walks like 10 <laughs> feet into the door. Yeah, it's like a stage play yeah. Yeah. where it's yeah. like you kind of assume they've walked further, yeah. but it's just like, well, there's only two houses right. on the stage. It's not even a wall. It's just a spider web with a butler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we meet. I did. I did want to say though before, because mm-hmm. when we're still in the office, one of my favorite tropes in a movie is where somebody hands somebody a paper with an amount of money on it, but doesn't say the uh, exact amount. But then the person who receives the paper like reacts to it, because yeah. then it's like, regardless of inflation or anything, it's like, wow, that must be a lot of money, because they're really reacting to it. I think they at some point later don't they say it's like something like eight hundred dollars or something? It's like I feel like they say that, but maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. It could have been something the eighty yard out, but yeah. there there might be a question about that later. Oh, yeah. okay. 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 Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, no, you, yeah. The other thing I wanted to say is when you we do sort of get a bit of a shot of the paper as Santa hands it to Whipple, and there's visibly nothing on the paper. <laughs> it's just a it's just an empty piece of paper. <laughs> it's Santa Claus writing. Um, I don't think we can move on without talking about the fact that he says, uh, "I really am a good lawyer. I just keep forgetting to charge people." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Famously, lawyers are people who never charge people in like those hacky jokes about lawyers. <laughs> I. It just is like I the the line I had. That's about the point when I paused the movie because the line made like I I. It took me a second to figure out like oh they're trying to say he's a nice person. He's a very nice mm-hmm. person. But the way that he said it was like, I keep forgetting to charge people. And it was like, yeah, <laughs> it al- yeah it's almost sinister. Yeah. Like Whipple, you, you like turn something like just a tiny bit and Whipple is sort of like a dastard. There's a yeah. couple of scenes where they cut to him and he like smiles slowly. And I'm like, oh, my. Yeah. Like you change the music and the lighting and Whipple is like a like a Freddy Krueger-esque like yeah. creature. Yeah. Again, I think he's he's taken his payments in children. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, Santa, I can't help you with this rent. But if you need a couple of souls. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> he he opens that safe on his wall as if he expects there to be money in there. Yeah. And he pulls out a coin that it's not coin shaped. It's like angular. Yeah. I was like, what is that coin? Is it like it's like copper its ore or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wasn't sure what that was. To your point, Vince, I think you said this earlier, like it was like a as if this movie was supposed to be a cartoon and didn't end up being a cartoon. I feel like a lot of things like that are jokes that would work in a cartoon. And when it's live action, it just doesn't work. He looks totally. in his wallet and is safe as if he thinks he has the money and he mm-hmm. doesn't have any money. And you're like, well, wait, you're a real person. You should know if you have like yeah. that much money in your safe. Apparently, you're not even close. Like, yeah, like you can almost like hear off st- stage. The director's like, wait, did the moth die? Yeah, it was supposed right. to fly out of the safe yeah yeah it it was uh i do i do genuinely think that rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had come out like two years before this movie 
and they were and they were like this is great let's make one of those and then they were halfway through filming the movie and and one of someone was like so then we're gonna add all the puppets and they're like no <laughs> sir that's not how this works we did the whole movie already we're not gonna be puppets so that's my theory <laughs> <laughs> where's where's Burl Ives? Yeah. Where where is Burl? Oh, it's like no, sorry. Burl Ives was in yeah, this sorry. Movie. The dude who wrote the children's book that this movie is based on sang all the songs. Yeah. Oh well, there'll probably only be four songs, right? Mm-mm-mm. One song is just rhymes. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're we're treated to the delightful in and outs of the legal precedent of Santa Claus <laughs> and his landlord. And much like the movie Rent, Santa's coming up a little bit short. <laughs> um, so we do learn one piece of information. Uh, how did Santa Claus acquire the North Pole canonically in this movie? And that's going to Mark. Uh, the native people of the North Pole like uh, gave it to him, but in like kind of a handshake deal, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's correct. And somehow Prune was able to buy it out from under him. Yeah, um, yeah, just like the U.S. government. Yeah. I yeah. heard, wow. I heard that, and I was like, "Oh man, this is like an allegory of like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, this is very sad." Yeah, the one thing I did want to point out because I think we might have gone past it at this point. Um, when we walk up to Prune's residence, he appears to live. Like his door is like a basement to like a stone, like old stone. Mm-hmm. Pl- and there's a dog chained up on the wall there. And much like all the other actors in this movie, he's also been dubbed. So I guess that dog has too much of an Italian accent. Yeah. It's so <laughs> loud. Like it's truly like like um turn down the volume of your um TV every time the dog is on screen because he starts barking when he comes on screen. He never stops barking, and it's so loud and so not in sync with what the dog's mouth is doing. That blows my mind. That that dog is also eighty yard. I feel bad because I. I feel like the dog, visually at least, was a good actor. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. it, Well, he would then go on, this is 66, you said, right? Mm-hmm. So in a few years, he would be in the Scooby-Doo cartoon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. He played Shaggy. Yeah, he played Shaggy. <laughs> yeah. Well, but voiced Shaggy. Yeah. Well, he was dubbed over by Casey Kasem. Yeah, yeah. dog, yeah. yeah. He originally did the voices. Kasem. Mm-hmm. Got him again. <laughs> anyway, go on. Sorry. Yeah, he's... Casey Kasem is at it too good for too long. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we'll get down to brass tacks now. What is Prune's plan to ruin Christmas? All right, Vince. So, I think Prune's plan (laughs) is that he's going to evict Santa... Which should have no bearing on flying a sleigh full of presents away from where Santa lives. <laughs> yeah. However, he's counting on the economic distress this will cause Santa to just devastate him for the rest of the evening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you can have the point there. There was, and I have it written down here, but I, it might only be mentioned in passing that he's planning on repossessing the toys as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Does he say that at once yeah, at the beginning? Oh, he that. does? Santa okay. says that. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, he he pulls out the contract and he's like, I can, you know, take their possessions or something like that. Yeah, you he know, sort of gets to evict everything yeah. from this. 
Mm. Yeah, wh- like if he can do that, like why would if he can't do that, why wouldn't Santa just like stay at Mr. Whipple's place for yeah. a while? Bring right. Jonathan, bring the boys. Well, he yeah. doesn't have any chairs that he can use. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good point. In case. I think this was probably Trump's plan when he wanted to buy Greenland. <laughs> I think that's probably the same thing. Oh, yeah, right? definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm. It's like if we get Greenland, we get the North Pole. We yeah. get Santa, we get to re- <laughs> possess all the toys. I'm just like Prune. Me and Prune, <laughs> good guys. Zillionaires. We're zillionaires. We got flying machines. Um. So yeah, so we move on from prunes. We're out of the office, and we're going up to the North Pole. Sam and Mr. Claus uh, get on Please, the sleigh. Please, Mr. Claus is my father. <laughs> Call me they, Santa. They get on the sleigh, but we're not treated to seeing no. it. So just we have to picture it in our mind's eye, if you can do that. No, this sleigh did not move for the entirety of the filming of this. It was <laughs> next to that um, North Pole set, and then they did, like, probably not even green screen, probably blue screen, mm-hmm. where we have that nightmarish, like, um, scene of them flying with the reindeer <laughs> only moving their arms at elbow length, yeah. or, like, their limbs at elbow length. I hope Santa was able to get a good parking spot, like, near Mr. Whipple's office. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we open up on the North Pole, what is Mrs. Claus doing when we first cut to the North Pole? <laughs> okay, Vince, first up. This woman is scooping up snow with her bare hands. <laughs> That's correct, yeah. yeah. So I mentioned before how we were watching this with two other friends. Steve and I are big mystery science theater heads, as most of the people on this podcast are. They're not. They were two people who were kind of humoring us and watching the movie with us as well. When Mrs. Claus started singing in this, and I wrote this down because I thought there were two very loud sighs, and that's like the third song in this movie. And I remember (laughs) I turned to them and I said, there's a lot more movie where this came from. (laughs) Yeah, this scene especially is a real tour de force because there's like three songs in the same setting. And every time you're rolling your eyes, you're like, we're still here. Yeah. This is where they found out they were out of money and they needed to come up with like 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. One location. Like, stretch. Yeah. Stretch. Just stretch it out. Then they stretch yeah. the, the one guy and they're like, not the actor. Stretch yeah. the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's just, it's, Whipple is just writing songs like on the day. <laughs> they're like, just make it up. And, and we'll get to it because we haven't come to the song yet. But we once prune starts singing there's yeah we are we are in uncharted territory yeah he's the real russell crowe of the cast <laughs> in terms of singing. yeah talk um, about director privilege mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so next up uh we do meet mrs claus and we meet the elves uh how many elves are there in the movie oh good question i yeah. will add the caveat jonathan counts Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. Ooh. All right. Then I'm going to say eight. Okay. Vince? Seven. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was seven. Mm. All right. Bob, that's one point for you. They're Ooh, exactly wow. eight, including Jonathan. Yeah. Jonathan. Mm-hmm. It's funny because when they do the trial system earlier, they set it up like a jury, except there's like three people in the back row and then five people in the front row where mm. Jonathan should be in the back, but mm. that, yeah. was, that was frustrating for me for some <laughs> reason. He wouldn't be able to lean on anything no, if he was yeah. in the front. <laughs> a lot of leaning. Okay. 
Um, so we're sitting in the uh, we're we're meeting the elves. We're meeting Mrs. Claus. We're getting up to all ki- kinds of hijinks. Mrs. Claus offers a cup of tea uh, to Mr. Whipple. Um, how do they summon Prune to the house? They say Prune wants to spoil their dinner, so they um, Santa has Mrs. Claus. Um, ask Mrs. Claus if the dinner is ready, and she says, yes, it is, but she has to say it twice so that it's loud enough, and then Prune knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else get, like, a sort of a sexual tension between the, the <laughs> three people before <laughs> Prune enters? Yeah. <laughs> this movie is non-stop sexual tension. <laughs> and that's just called being Italian. <laughs> I kind of got the sense that, like, Mr. and Mrs. Claus saw Sam Whipple from a car across the bar and like liked his vibe because they're like hitting on him when he's mm-hmm. up there, which was a little jarring. Well, when you're married as long as those two, you might want to try something if things are getting a little stale. Like, yeah, and they have so much fun summoning Prune. Um, one thing that's interesting is I believe Mrs. Claus in this movie is uh the spouse of Rosano Brazi. Uh, the director and the actor who plays Prune, because they do have the la- same last name, unless that's just a coincidence. I was literally going to ask the same question as whether or not they are siblings or married. Um, yeah, hard. To, I had I had not considered that they were siblings just because this movie is so sexual. But <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe if one of them they're they're the two characters who are dressed the most unalike. Like if maybe if Prune was dressed like a Russian doll, or maybe if um, Mrs. Claus had the fakest-looking facial hair painted on her, it would have been easier to tell if they were related, and if they didn't look related, maybe they were spouses then. Um, I do think she's very concerned about, like, his personal life to a point where you're like, why why are you that concerned? (laughs) She shouldn't have to live alone. I'll move Mm -hmm. in with him. And I'll touch his little house, and you can visit me when you hang out with Whipple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe. I, so I mentioned we're treated to three separate songs in this set piece. Uh, the first one is a Mrs. Claus number, Christmas is Coming. Mm-hmm. And the second one is the song that Prune delivers when he shows up. Uh, my next For my next question, what does Prune do while singing a song at the North Pole? That's going to Mark. Um, I This is a guess, but I actually think it's kind of an educated guess. He's looking at children on a mantle, right? Like pictures of children on Santa's mantle. Yeah, there's there's one additional thing. Oh, one additional thing to that or a different thing? No, to that. Um, looking at Santa's, and he's singing the song, and um, is he throwing the um pictures or like in any way like me- no. disrupting the pictures no, anyone want to jump in and try to steal <laughs> if not then I'll, I'll give the point to mark mm-hmm. so what he's actually doing is he's which it doesn't make sense why santa has a bunch of pictures of just children yeah. <laughs> in his uh, house especially awake them children yeah, yeah right <laughs> He's taking them and he's flipping them around so uh, that they're not looking at him. Uh, right? Yeah. Because he hates children. Yeah. Yes. I I did write on here, and that was kind of why I knew the answer. Because one of my notes is 
who are the children <laughs> on Santa's mantle? No one are knows. they are they especially good children? Are they especially bad children? Are they like living? Ch- are they adults now? Like <laughs> the rules of this are f- the, th- those again something we also love to talk about the um, little seemingly meaningless set dressing in a movie that open up huge existential questions in the world of the movie mm-hmm. and the children on Santa's mantle I think are the top of the list at least my personal list of, from this movie maybe they're just the elves when they're younger maybe mm. that that like certainly closes the loop if, but he's he is singing about children and looking at them and turning them them around so true. he doesn't yeah. seem to think they're elves if if only we knew anything about the elves. They are like not characters. Yeah. It's it's always a question in a Santa Claus movie, like what the dynamic is. Like, is he like really sort of a like forceful worker? Like, is is he running a tight ship? Is he a good employee? Is he or a good employer? Mm-hmm. We don't know. Yeah, like it that seems sor- to be that he's not good in this yeah. movie. Yeah, as in like not industrious. The elves seem satisfied with their work. That's the other thing where it's like if the, the elves might work all the time, but maybe they like that yeah, as creatures. I, but yeah, yeah. Mi- there's the one song um, that Mrs. Claus sings where she seems to be like. You guys got to get to work. Like, there's no no messing around in here. Yeah, I think the idea from that is they're, like, upset because they feel like um, Prune's going to get all the toys. So mm-hmm. they're, like, unmotivated to work. Because as soon as she starts talking, they seem to be, like, all smiles mm-hmm. and stuff. Though that could be coercion, certainly. <laughs> certainly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think uh, that it is probably a uh, planned protest on their part for Prune. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I do want to highlight this hopefully this isn't a question um when the elves run through jonathan's legs oh god God. like both of the um people we were watching this yelled oh no in unison (laughs) and um then after prune's song he sits down in a rocking chair and possibly does the greatest man spreading ever <laughs> captured on film the ang- he's like ro- he's like lean back in a rocking chair and it's like it's all but a john claude van damme-esque like split his legs are his feet are as far apart as i think as you could possibly have them in that chair it's very unclear why he sits like that it doesn't seem comfortable uh we'll talk about it later but there's a a scene where we get a shot of um santa on his throne and those legs are also, <laughs> they're like the Red Sea parted. <laughs> okay, so we're at the North Pole. Um, the next question here. What does Whipple accuse Prune of having his middle name be? Oh. That's going to, that's going to Bob. Tightwad. Mm-hmm, tightwad. Mm-hmm. We never learn what the T stands for. No, I mean, you'd think he seems so intent on saying that it doesn't stand for. He's like, no, it is not Taiwan. Like, yeah. that is not what it stands for. And then it's like, why don't you tell us what it does stand for? Right, yeah. yeah. How, about a, how about some photo ID? <laughs> yeah. He isn't, I mean, he, he isn't really, I, I, he, I guess he's a tightwad because, like, we don't go into it, but like his house is all like disheveled and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like all the cobwebs and stuff. He he might not be a type. What he is a Bond villain. 
Like when you buy the North Pole, that's like super yeah. villain le- yeah. level of like purchase. Like where do you start? Like you got the money to buy the North Pole. Who do you contact? Do we think that he explicitly was trying to hose over Santa when he bought the North Pole? Or was it a, I'm just doing this. And then he was like, wait a minute, I could evict Santa. Yeah, like no, two birds a, with one stone. It's like it there's some o- oil drilling rights in the North Pole, but he can also get Santa. No, I think that I think this was the long plan. He was like, he's had it out for Santa. For yeah, a he's long going time. after mm-hmm. Santa hard. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. If it happens to become profitable, you know, listen, yep. he's not allergic to zillions. <laughs> I, I mean, one thing is that when he's coming up with the plans later in the movie, it's all Blossom. Like Blossom yeah. really is the one who's doing all the, all the uh, thinking. So I don't know if maybe he, and the think acting the... in this too, because mm-hmm. there is a lot of thinking acting in this movie. Some of which is very confusing. Yeah, yeah. Blossom will take any excuse he can find to whisper a plan. That's all he wants. <laughs> yeah. So um, we have an impromptu trial up here at the North Pole. We get an objection. So yeah, so we get we come out of this scene and there's no real conclusion here. Um, we really don't. They talk, but there's there's no. They don't reach any sort of agreement. Everyone's still upset. Um, but Prune sort of ends the meeting in a harumphy type of way, where he's upset. Um, and my next question is. Uh, what does Prune dare Mr. Whipple and the clauses to prove to him? Oh, Mark got it. Uh. Um, I believe it's prove that he's not a tightwad. No. Oh, okay. Prove that he was once a child. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. yes. Yeah. How did yeah, I forget yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Which doesn't really... Like you think is okay, so that's gonna be the point of this movie, mm-hmm. and then it like sort it, of gets lost for yeah. a while. It's bafflingly like <laughs> it shouldn't be an issue. It, it, <laughs> it's baffling that they're like, "Oh man, how are we gonna do this?" And it's like, I don't know. Is he a person? Like, yeah, go to city hall. Yeah, like easy peasy. I mean, Santa is magic. Was Santa ever a child? That's like a maybe Mr. I mean, maybe Prune is also the same creature that Santa is. Oh, come on, Mark. You've seen Life and Adventures of okay, Santa Claus. Yeah, well, you know the pagan the pagan gods raised him. You know? Yeah, yes. I know. The so I do want to like the fact that I got that wrong. I do want to say I did have that in my notes as like a talking point in case that wasn't a question. There were like five other things I had notes for like ahead of this because we we skipped over um like um whipple is doing like lawyering this is like the opposite end of um my cousin Vinny. that's like a very accurate depiction of like lawyering he's overruling objections the um the jury is all like people who are involved in the case this is a true (laughs) kangaroo court and santa is just chowing down during his <laughs> his like defense. He's just he's looking sad, which is par for the course for this depiction of Santa. But he is chewing, chewing, chewing <laughs> when this is happening. Talk about eating up the screen. Mm-hmm. And then we get the great at part where um, um, Prune is like, I won't like um charge your rent. And then everyone's like, hooray! And then there's like very loud, very long ellipses on one condition. Like there's like a two minute pause between when he begins and ends that sentence. 
there's a lot of moments of uh where the elves and like the elves will come out and and yell and i don't know if they're like screaming or if they are cheering mm-hmm. like there were a couple of moments where i'm like wait what is happening right mm-hmm. now they just all came out and started yelling they were <laughs> screaming and then they got dubbed over as cheering so. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're like, help us. And they're like, we could just turn that into. <laughs> but um, uh, again, I'm hoping I'm not stepping on a question here, but um, I love the line, the first of several that I wrote down where uh, Mrs. Claus says, I can't believe this man won't admit that he's a child, <laughs> that he was a child, which I can't either. But judging by her intonation, it's for a different reason. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. After she says that, Mr. Whipple says, huh, no, <laughs> you're on to something. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. weird. Yeah. But then they don't really follow up on that. No, well, they they might as well turn to the camera and say, remember that for the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do a different thing. We're going to go off to a different movie. Yeah, we Um, could all be dedicating manpower to finding out this man's identity. But instead, let's all get jobs. mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. So at the end of this scene, we're treated to what I think is the most fun <laughs> yes. song in the movie. It's mm-hmm. the name of the song is Prune. Oh mm-hmm. yes, this is Jonathan. Here we go, number. Jonathan. And Jonathan. Yeah, what are, what do we think? Movie. What are our thoughts on this song? Oh, it's the best song it's in the, the best movie. Song. Mm-hmm. I did best not. Song. I've. I, because I saw this on Mystery Science Theater, and I did not remember any of the other songs, but mm-hmm. I did remember this song. Yeah. I didn't even remember the opening song, but I did remember this song. Is this a song, or is this just beat poetry? It's really beat poetry. <laughs> yeah, the, I was, like, snapping the whole time. It's also outrageous because, the, like, he's not in time with the music like, no. uh, several times. Oh. He's just like, oh, there was a raccoon, and his name was Prune. And it was... <laughs> no, it, does, I, it just I, breaks I, down to where he's literally like, moon, boon. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a movie where all of the sound is dubbed over. So you could do as many takes as you wanted to yeah. get the song to be in time with the music. But not only is the none of the songs appear to be in time with the music, but like verse to verse the like tempo and the the key <laughs> and the like song seems to change like vast like it's like it really does sound like an improvised like okay. song yeah. and then they yeah. added the music in afterwards absolutely and yeah what well, like i said jonathan is the crux of this movie jonathan is this movie yeah. because he says the line that makes the most sense in the movie which is i don't care if it all makes sense <laughs> another line that I, I don't care if it all makes sense the name of the game is prune yeah. it's just about prune again yeah. another line i wrote down where i also agree but i don't think based on your intonation for it's for the same reason <laughs> uh yeah so this is a great song i love this song um i downloaded it on spotify i'm gonna listen to it <laughs> I'm there's a good chance it's going to bank my Spotify wrapped at the end of this year. Um, so in the something that happens in the song, there's four instances in the verses where um, one of the other elves will say a food and then uh, Jonathan will say, no, it's prune. Um, so we're going to go around and I'll give you each an opportunity to say a thing um, and we'll go from person to person. Uh, until we either get them all or we haven't guessed one. So, all right, all right. Um, oh, buddy. Uh, I don't 
Gosh, I don't know. I think porridge. Okay, no, <laughs> Mark. Um, I'm going to guess a uh, beet. Nope. Lemon. Lemon was one. Okay. Yes, <laughs> one of them was lemon. So you'll get another crack at it. Take a guess. Okay. Uh. Uh. Carrot. Nope. <laughs> was Man. it pear? Nope. Good guess though. Yeah. Brussels sprouts. Nope. Is it we'll go around right. one more time? Is it all vegetables, or it, can you narrow it down? Sure. He said foods, so it is one food. of them is a vegetable. Three of them are fruits. Okay. Cool. And it's sort of a joke that the last one mm-hmm. is not a fruit. And remember, we don't care if it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna say fawn. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Um, well, we're, fruit's a good guess, so I'm going to say apple. I'll give you apple, yeah. Oh, crab apple, it right? Is, yeah. Crab apple. yeah, that just came to me. Mm-hmm. Thank God I'm keeping All space right. for this movie in my head. Well, I'll give, I, I'll give I wasn't Bob even keeping shot. space for that answer in my head. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two left on the board. Eggplant? Nope. Okay. All right. No. Vince, do you want to take another crack, or are we going to end this? No, I've shamed, <laughs> I've shamed myself enough. Let's just let's okay. move on. <laughs> Okay, great. The last two are apricot and spinach is the joke yeah, okay. one. Well, the good news is I was never going to get that yeah, until, yeah. like, process of elimination. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, what if we were just like, we have to get it. Like, we're going to go around <laughs> until we get it. Our longest episode. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, two and a half hours of it were them guessing, <laughs> like, foodstuffs. Dragon fruit? Yeah. No. So, next up, we are moving on out. And Santa and Mr. Whipple have a genius plan <laughs> that comes to nothing. They're going to get jobs. And it yeah. comes to nothing, but we spend maybe 30 minutes on it. Yeah. that's it's This whole second act of the movie is them getting mm-hmm. jobs. I'm, I'm furious about this decision. This is the one, <laughs> yes. this is the one place that this movie went where I, I, I did shout at the screen. Because I understand Santa getting a job as a Santa is makes sense that's very clever even though the owner is like spin around for me um (laughs) oh that yeah we're not we're gonna have to come back to that (laughs) but yeah keep going but the thing that broke my mind is when uh sam goes uh and i got a job too as a janitor and it's like (laughs) no you have a job (laughs) right (laughs) A high-paying job, presumably. In fact, you've probably done all the work. Just go to your clients and ask them for money. Yeah, send invoices. Just be. You <laughs> right. should get the job of being a business manager for yourself. And <laughs> go to the department store, buy a baseball bat, go knock on some doors. <laughs> Look, we don't care if it all makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> It's a, they're they're like we're gonna beat capitalism with capitalism. Yeah, we're yeah gonna, right. Like, we're gonna pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they try to work within the system. Yeah. yeah, I can't imagine that the adults in the town, like they call on the aid of children at the end of the movie, like literally call. Why not just ask the like, hey, constable, that guy who's no one likes, the weirdo who's in the house, like. He's giving Santa Claus, international celebrity Santa Claus, a really hard time. Let's do something about it. Yeah. Hey, why don't you oh, pat yeah, him co- down for gigantic sticks of dynamite? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Uh, also, you know, Santa like must have a pretty good deal with Prune because they work for less than a month. It's <laughs> December already, and they have enough money to pay the whole year's rent. We so. actually find out how many days it is till Christmas. Right, right. They <laughs> at all one get point, pulled he, off the wall. He, yeah. he at one point does say like. Prune's been on my case about this for years. And it's like, well, why haven't you done something <laughs> about it? Like, what was the deal before? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you do kind of get the impression that it just happened, that he just purchased the North Pole. But yeah, they don't have any money, I guess. Yeah. They go to the department store. What's the name of the department store that they get jobs at? It's going to Mark. It's Prim's department store? Yeah, that's Cause, correct. Because the proprietor is Mr. Prim himself. Mm-hmm. Not too proper, just Prim. Yeah. Um, what? A, this is a weird... It really... Everything else feels like it's in Dickens' time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they have like a like a 20s-esque department store yeah. is a little weird. Yeah, like 20th century. Mm-hmm. It could. It, it honestly could be up to like the 50s, maybe, the department yeah. store. Well, they make a joke about like Mr. Macy being like yeah. upset when they do the whole mall and Santa stick. But <laughs> it's also like, odd. I'm going to go tell Mr. Macy. Everyone yeah. lives in this town. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go tell Mr. Macy oh, down yeah. the street. No, it, it, it is one step away from... Prim being like, hey, it's your buddy, like Mr. Prim, you know that idea for Santa at the mall you're looking for? (laughs) Well, listen to this. Well, you know where Mr. Macy famously lives? New York City. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Very strange. Next to the uh, everybody else who all live on one street. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Separated only by spider webs. Yeah. Well, I thought, because there's probably 20 things that we could say, it's very strange, but I thought you were going to say it was really strange when Prim asks Santa to undress (laughs) when he's wearing that coat and like Whipple is like, like peeking and Santa's face, it truly looks like, like an awful, like, like scene. I wonder if they know, like. They ha- you like you think they're doing this on purpose? I don't. I think so. I think so because they almost have to be. Like it was intense the way that like intense fact- is the right word. <laughs> Absolutely. The fact that he said take off your clothes, now turn around. Yes, when he says turn around, I screamed. I, I like couldn't contain it anymore. They they should have had like a wah wah wah. wah <laughs> oh yeah. Wah, wah. No, he he seems so vulnerable when they take and and again it's it's Sam walks up to him, somebody he knows, somebody he trusts, yeah. and he he doesn't ask him to take his coat off. He starts taking his coat off. <laughs> yeah. And when yeah when he asks him to turn around, it was it was true. <laughs> like if you don't watch this movie, please like I think the whole thing's on YouTube. Like skip scrub to that scene. Because it's sinister, it's intense, it's sinister, and it is in the a way that only a children's yeah. like Christmas movie can be. This I, is I mean, close the other to thing... Requiem for a Dream as a children's movie gets. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's probably the closest that we're going to cover on this podcast. I mean, the other thing is, he, they're adult men. They're going to get jobs together. It's like very strange. Yeah. You would be like, yeah. oh, so Mr. Whipple is Santa's like pimp in this situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> we all know what the deal is. Yeah. It's 
And then he ends up giving him the job as janitor, which is weird as well. Yeah. yeah. Very strange. Furious. Furious about it. Um, mm-hmm. I do like... I the, the, the one joke that I do like is that they, like, start getting distracted and playing with the toys. I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. That was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, <laughs> but... But speaking of that, because, like, Whipple, again, because Santa, during this whole exchange, like, is speechless. Again, he seems really shaken. But, like, Whipple is, like, to Prim, he's, like, he's, like, really into character. And then he's, like, oh, he's, like, a meth, he's an out-of-work actor. He's, like, a method actor, which is, I guess, it's basically the premise of Miracle on 34th Street, Mm -hmm. sort of. Like, this whole segment is Miracle on 34th Street for a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we go back to rent, the, yeah. like the musical. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and it's very strange that this movie really leans into the fact that Prim was the one who came up with the idea of a mall Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're very, like he doesn't know what a mall Santa could be. And Whipple really has to sell him on the idea that he's like, oh yeah, you come in, then the kids will come in, then the adults will buy stuff at the, and he's really like confused by the idea. Mm. But the kids immediately understand how to do it. They're like, mm-hmm. well, obviously yeah. you log in and <laughs> you, you sit on the lap. We all we all understand this. And Santa's like, yeah, this all makes perfect sense. Except I've never mm-hmm. met a child. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we might be like not quite there yet because I think I have like 20 notes between now and then. <laughs> the one thing I wanted to say is this is where I wrote when Whipple smiles it truly is sinister. Like he, he's like he's holding the little feather duster at this part, and he's like dusting something near his face, and he turns to the camera and he smiles. And um, again, quoting one of our friends who was watching it, said, "This movie is very grim. <laughs> They've got all of those um, those old timey stuffed animals that all look like they were left out in the rain. <laughs> like every stuffed animal apparently before the seventies looked like it had been." like run over by a, a car with wet wheels or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, there's a couple parts where they're at the frame of the camera, like in the scene, and they're just poking in and you're like, oh my God, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that one monkey that's on the banister, oh, especially, because yeah. they're having a conversation around it like the monkey's in the conversation as well. Yeah, he's like peeking behind their shoulder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is the part of the movie where Santa has to learn how to be a mall Santa and there's a bit where, um, where what's his face Whipple is like whispering in his ear what to say, and it's really under. It's like I I wrote down. It's like Cyrano de Bergerac, <laughs> Santa Claus and yeah. children. Yeah, Santa truly is a marionette, a puppet on a string. <laughs> Whipple is behind the scenes. So, um, we can move on to the first child that he talks to, unless anyone has anything to say else about the uh, department store. I did want to just double down on what you said that Santa brings nothing to the table. This movie presupposes that Whipple. So he knows about Santa's mannerisms, Mm -hmm. but Santa doesn't know about Santa's mannerisms. So had the Coca-Cola company just been doing all that or something like Whipple knows about it, but Santa doesn't, which is, I I don't get, I don't understand. (laughs) I you it does sort of create a scenario where where Whipple's like, this is how I've always imagined it in the conversations in my head. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Well, he is writing. We totally skipped over it, but he writes letters to Santa. Apparently, the only person in history who's written a post Christmas letter to Santa. And his his and, O's are all cat heads. Yeah, and <laughs> and and remember, kids, if you write a letter to Santa and you promise him something, that is binding. <laughs> Santa collects. Yeah, we didn't. He will talk about find it. you, and he will go get right. For somebody who's afraid of his like landlord, Santa does like yeah. collect. He's gonna come at you. He's gonna stand sadly under a streetlight until you look at him, and as yeah. soon as you look at him, you're done. <laughs> yeah, he's like a little puppy. It's like suddenly you're responsible for Santa. Suddenly you have, you to... have to teach him how to go ho ho ho. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and and he'll but he will take to it very quickly and yeah. very violently. He'll he'll deck your halls. <laughs> yeah, I better believe. To better borrow believe. a line from a like a horror trailer that they come out every year, those action Santa movies. Oh yeah, like a now Santa's gritty yeah. for the first time. No, it's like this the week. Time. Yeah. <laughs> No, I like um, to press Santa. I think that this this really this is I genuinely think this is uh great. Um uh it it actually makes sense to me that he ha- doesn't know what to do because he's never seen a wake child. It does create a billion other problems. Like a billion <laughs> problems, but as a an idea, as like a sketch, hilarious. But mm-hmm. I think that was the tagline for this movie. As a sketch hilarious. But the whole thing, while you said, like oh, yeah. it does create a billion other problems, <laughs> but it, it would be hilarious. Yeah, you've seen Billy Bob Thornton be bad Santa, but you, have you seen Alberto Rabagliati be sad Santa? <laughs> <laughs> now you have, because you've yeah. watched the movie. Um, okay, so yeah, so he's put on the spot. He has to perform in front of a bunch of children by doing the thing that he does all the time. Yeah. Um, what is the um, one defining feature of the first girl that comes in? Defining features. Yeah. So, so it's something that her um, the mother comes. The mother and daughter team come in and they they say one thing about themselves. What is it? Oh man, I'm gonna I'm immediately losing confidence. But I was gonna say it was that she was wearing a beret. <laughs> No, no. That's she all is I wearing a beret though. <laughs> you can have a point for the beret. Yeah. Um, does anyone else want to take a guess? So a defining feature that's not a physical feature. It's something that the mom says about yes, her. Yes, that's correct. That's not ringing a bell it's, for me. It's very weird. We're pagans. This. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a question worthy. Yeah. Hmm. She says like three lines about it. Huh. I'm gonna take a guess mm-hmm. in the spirit of this. Um, is it something about her schooling? Nope. Okay. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember this, but I I don't know. Yeah. So they're from the country, and they say it like three. times. I do remember that. Oh. It, what threw me off? What threw me off is you said like about the girl. Yeah, I did. But but before, yes, like, I do remember because she really goes into like oh a big store like this yeah. like they we don't have these back in the country or whatever. Mm. Again, where are we? Yeah. In <laughs> relation, no this is a city that is nearby the country. It's apparently that is a big city. Yeah, that is not so far from the North Pole that Prune can get to it in his flying machine. Yeah. But the country is like the DLC store. for this game. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. The department store that doesn't look like it could support a small town. Like no, <laughs> that is tiny. near enough to Macy's. Yeah, that is yeah. that is a huge, <laughs> a much huger store. Right. Yeah. yeah, and when we cut to the wide shot of the town later in the movie, it's like stop mo- like it's the worst oh, model yeah. you've ever yeah. seen. It it looks like a snow globe, like mm-hmm. real zoomed in on a on a town inside of a snow globe. Yeah, it looks like the skeletons from Jason and the Argonauts live there. Oh <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, the the you brought up the girl who first visits Santa. This is full service Santa. Like him and Whipple both like walk around the store with her and hand her toys for mm-hmm. her to try out. Like if there were ten kids, that would be, he would never get through them. But there's a line out the door. If you're spending twenty minutes with each kid, like <laughs> Santa's going to be working around the clock to like f- like s- like help all those kids. Also, is he like getting commission for this? Is that part of? Yeah, that's the... I th- I thought that too. Yeah, like is it Santa need to make those sales? Like is Santa got to move those numbers? Well, that would what explain a lot. <laughs> what happens is the girl and the mom walk around the store and she pulls off toys for the girl to look at, and Santa pulls out a toy. Um, does anyone, for a point, remember what that toy is? Okay, it's going to Mark. I don't remember, but I'm going to take a guess mm-hmm. because we're in the like Island of Misfit Toys. Like, It's not going to be like a super soaker or something. <laughs> it's going to be vague toys. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that it was a like a little toy vehicle. Nope. Okay. Vince, you want to take a shot? Uh, was it a horse? Uh, I'll give you a horse. It, it's a stuffed quadruped. <laughs> um, but it has a wow. They a, even even more generic than yeah. a horse. It They're like a, we don't have the rights to horses. It has Listen, a giant head. If it's a quadruped, as far bigger. as I'm concerned, that's a horse. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. All those things that fly uh, Santa's sleigh, horses, horses, mm-hmm. one and all. The two little things running around the floor right now in the studio, horses, horses. <laughs> yeah. And they all follow animation rules where no matter what animal it is, it's a dog. So mm-hmm. they're all horses, but they act like dogs. So, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, so Santa hands her the horse, and the mom and the daughter leave and seemingly do not pay for it. <laughs> yeah. So like, to add to the question about whether they're getting commission or not. They're not making any sales if they're mm-hmm. just giving the toys away. Yeah, well, in the country, you wouldn't. You would just walk into an establishment and take it. You wouldn't actually pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while that's going on, we're also entreated to a scene of Prune and his butler Blossom uh, trying to come up wa- with ways to thwart Santa. Um, this is where we get first see the cobwebs are all over Blossom's back, which doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so. They whisper a plan. Uh, Blossom whispers a plan into Prune's ear. There's a lot of Prune and Blossom getting like right up to each other's yeah. like licking distance mm-hmm. between their ears. And confusing. <laughs> At yeah. one point, he sits down and he's got a book and he starts tearing the pages out of the book. And it's like, I'm, I'm real confused what's happening. It's like, yeah. is it? did he write down his ideas in the book and yeah. now Blossom's telling him no? Is this just what he does when he thinks he tears pages out? I was very confused about what yeah. was happening. Again, this feels like the first improvised children's <laughs> Christmas musical. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I, 
I was confused about that as well, but it leads into my next question. Uh. I think some of that explains it. So this is one, again, where there's a couple of answers and we can go around. Um, but the question is, uh, what are the four things that Prune does to try to get Santa from the department store? And we'll go around. You've buzzed in. Uh, Vince, you're first. So just say one thing, and then we'll go around. Okay. Uh, he does. Uh, he does itching powder first. Yep, itching powder is one. So you get a point. And he has that turkey baster that it's in that I like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one of those actually those little things. It's a it's a medical device that you would use to clean out baby's ears. Yeah. And it's yeah, a little it's bladder. Like Not sucker. Yeah, it like sprays a little bit, but it's full of itching powder, I guess. Okay. Mark, you're up next. He um spits some spitballs mm-hmm. at at like um at like a couple of things, but I think yeah. it's mainly to knock down like a toy or something like that. I don't that. understand how that would get. Or no, sick. balloons, I'm sorry. He, he is yeah. popping the balloons, but is the like is it supposed to simulate gunfire? Like I'm not sure what I thought he was trying to like out. knock Santa out. Like to like, yeah. <laughs> it might be that I'm not sure. I yeah no this the whole escalation of this was very confusing. We're oh, like I the... I, th- I think <laughs> I get to say what the ex. <laughs> yeah, you get to say were... the best one. <laughs> were those the pages from the book he was tearing out? Oh, was that in maybe. connection at all? It was just oh! like, you're giving too much. You're giving too yeah. much credit to this movie because he he's ripping up the pages. But it did appear like, oh, here's the plan. But to read the page, I have to rip it out of the book. <laughs> but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be like a silly thing where it's like, in order to think, I kind of have to fidget nervously, and I'm so rich, I'm just gonna like rip pages out of a book or something. Because yeah. he hands them to Blossom, and Blossom sort of like holds them, and so it's almost like he's throwing a little like kid temper tantrum, and it's like in the interest of thinking. Yeah. Okay. So Bob. So let's take stock here. So first, you know, we've got spit and spitballs. <laughs> Uh, in order to pop balloons, mm-hmm. which again, like you said, not having much of an effect. He pops a balloon and Whipple's like, oh, well, I'll grab another balloon. Really not a problem. Mm-hmm. The itching powder, you know, squirts a little bit of itching powder. That lasts for a couple of seconds and then everybody goes back to normal. So the logical next step is a <laughs> big freaking stick of dynamite <laughs> yeah. to stick it under Santa's chair. And I also just love how he puts the dynamite in the chair and a little kid comes up and a little kid looks at him and just like wags a finger at him and he takes the dynamite away like, well, that's the end of that plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a kid wagged his finger at me. I can't do this now. Yeah, It's, Did, a, it's a real see something, say something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did anybody think that that dynamite for cartoon dynamite looked real wide it was like the widest dynamite that i've ever seen yeah (laughs) and again like i've never held dynamite but i have seen a lot of cartoon dynamite in media and that was the like the girthiest dynamite i've ever seen (laughs) like you don't think santa needs that much it's right under his chair like a like a cherry bomb would do the trick Mm -hmm. yeah i was just gonna say it is it is alarming and i do understand that at this point in cartoons, like, you know, you get a, a little bomb and the bomb goes off and we're, you know, it does, the most it does is it turns you entirely, uh, you know, to ash. Uh, and you're just a pair of eyeballs on top of uh, a pile of ash. Um, it does seem like he escalates to terrorism. Um, <laughs> and 
and then he go and then he but he, he his next plan like dials back from terrorism mm-hmm. and for one big point to you vince what is that plan extortion <laughs> yeah yeah we don't care if it all makes sense the name of the insurgent is prune <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah yeah i i also wanted to say here because they the scene begins they're waiting in line and this is another back to the future moment where it's like hey johnny it's your cousin fred depp you know that look in all the tim burton movies that you're going to star in you're looking for well listen to this just prune has like the big top hat the weird glasses Mm -hmm. he's kind of sitting with his hands like kind of folded like johnny depp will in every one of those (laughs) movies it's just some amalgamation of all of the Tim Burton Johnny Depp roles in one costume. I do That's think, correct. I do think, and I mean this seriously when I say it, I do think this movie is weirdly ahead of its time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, one of when they're waiting in line, because we kind of skipped over Prune sitting amongst all the children in line. And then at one point they just skipped the line. So I don't know why they were lit, skipping in line. But um, Blossom and another kid get into like a, a, co- a competition where they're making faces at each other. Mm-hmm. And the kid sticks out his tongue. And even the noise when the kid sticks out his tongue is is dubbed. But it's clearly dubbed by an adult man mm-hmm. going, Bleh! like he makes a black, like, like a, va- like a Bella Lugosi vampire <laughs> noise. And again, if you're not going to like watch this movie, why are you listening to this three hour podcast? But scrub to that part of it and just listen to the adult Italian man go Bleh! as that as a child, like soundlessly sticks his tongue out at Blossom, a man covered in cobwebs for some reason. Well, in the um, editing bay, they were like, I don't know if people realize that he stuck his tongue out. I don't think people can tell. We need this to is a true s- ASMR movie. <laughs> like we have to see tongue say tongue. <laughs> Just to circle back briefly, you mentioned, Vince, that you thought the movie was ahead of its time. Do you mean that it's ahead of, like, like Dickens time or do you mean it's ahead of its time for like the sixties? What I think is that this, this, uh, you know, Santa interacting with all of those children laid the entire groundwork for the Joe Biden presidency. Um, <laughs> he does the Groucho Marx glasses part too, right? Yeah. But it has oh, like yeah. a full beard attached. Yeah. To it's it like, as like well. a, it, but yeah, it is Groucho Marx. It's like, yeah. it's like Groucho Marx, w- like wearing a, le- a disguise as mm-hmm. Lenin, like Lenin and Trotsky. <laughs> it, it was as if they were trying to make it seem like they had v- invented that gag themselves, which <laughs> they had not like, they were like, we could go out and buy Groucho Marx glasses, which certainly were available at that time. Mm-hmm. But we're not doing that. We're going to make our own. Yeah, but if memory serves me, that's not even, he doesn't even do it. Like, it's not like he's wearing them when he does the spitball or he does it with the dynamite. It's mm-hmm. like, it seemed like there was a plan while he's wearing the Groucho Marx glasses, but then the see something, say something kid looks at him and then he's like, oh, we have to do something else. I actually thought that's what you wanted for the fourth thing that he tries to do before extortion. Mm -hmm. Like he wears Groucho Marx glasses and like leans out out from behind a piece of furniture. (laughs) But yeah, the leaning is pretty, pretty, uh, it's pretty rough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I like Santa. And I'm upset that Prune is mean to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, Prune ends up buying the department store out from under 
prim, mm-hmm. which I guess it makes sense because if you can buy the entire North Pole, what's a department store? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and but why did he have up, to buy it like that? Yeah, he like pulls him away like with a like a shepherd's crook. Like, yeah. He uses yeah. his cane to like sinisterly. Yeah, why doesn't he just say, hey, I want to buy your store. Here's mm-hmm. a big bag of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but before we actually reveal, because then there's just the prim getting like pulled into the yeah. room. Who could it be? Yeah, who could it be? It's the cane that we've seen Prune using. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, We get the song by Whipple and about like oh. when Christmas Day is going to be. And I think we have a good idea. That's not a question, right? Is it? Or <laughs> when Christmas Day will be? It's December twenty. Well, relative to when it is now. Uh, yeah. If you can tell me the day um, on the calendar, I'll give you a point. Oh, I mean, I have it written down. You don't have to give me a point. Um, it's there's a long um, in one of Whipple's songs. He has a long, like, um, romantic kind of dance with a tearaway calendar mm-hmm. that begins on December 16th and then he kind of pulls the days away but then I think it cuts back and it's still not like it's not like it's like oh this is times past it's like no Whipple just ruined the tearaway <laughs> calendar for the rest of the season yeah. don't be modest take a point okay um and and also if you look at the tearaway calendar um, based on the days of the week, Christmas falls on a Sunday oh. of the year that it almost wasn't. But oh, fun fact. So I also wanted to say, Whipple is a janitor, but I only ever see him carry a duster around, yeah. not dust anything, and then blow up balloons. Yeah, the balloons is not something a janitor. I mean, maybe things have changed. I don't think he's gonna work his way up from janitor. I think. No, mm-hmm. I think this is a good place to pause. Yes, all right. So at the end of the second round, we have Vince with nine points and Mark and Bob tied for 11 points. Wow, you really made it sound like I was doing better than I thought I was. (laughs) (laughs) It's anybody's game. Okay, great. Well, it's all pretty close, except Steve, you only have three points. Sorry, oh, Steve. I got a third point. <laughs> you got a when third point. When did that point. happen? I don't know. There was one we didn't answer. Oh, let's just great. roll back and listen to the tape. <laughs> yeah, let's put in the podcast that we've heard so far back here. <laughs> so where we last left our heroes, um, we were out down at the department store and some trouble had some more trouble had just befallen Santa where the the sinister Mr. Prune has bought Prim's department store and is now Santa's boss. And just when things seem to be going right for Santa, things start exploding on the shelves out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, and we don't know how Mr. Prune is doing that because we see him standing far away from from the toys. But um, what we learn is that Prune has destroyed the own things, and he's not going to... Give Santa his hard-earned pay. He's going to hold it against Santa's pay. Mm-hmm. And I guess Sam Whipple's pay as well. They seem to be being paid together as a unit, which <laughs> yeah. is wrong. As yeah, this... Yeah, <laughs> I I met... It, so they act like either prunes like cheated them or they're like so like blown away by his like plan. But he just is stealing from them. Yeah, like there's right, no right. there's no like trick yeah, this is worker theft. yeah there's no yeah. like there's no like i don't know clever plan mm-hmm. but they're standing there and they're like 
gobsmacked like they're like like with the the little money they have like between their thumbs like uh how did this happen it's like well somebody whacked over all the like um toys and now they're just ta- they're not giving you the money that you earned mm-hmm. so yeah so he denies santa the hard-earned money the sweat that the sweat of his brow earned him mm-hmm. um can anyone tell me how much money in total santa earned in this time because he does tell us and we can go around from person to person and you can yeah, all put this a guess in. Is, yeah, this is a, sounds like a guess. Yeah, so you all put a guess in and um, the the closest person at the end will get a point. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with um, you, Bob. Okay. Well, I... All right. No, I feel like I'm cheating because I think you said it earlier, Vince. I think it's $801. I could be very wrong. Mm-hmm. Well... Vince, go ahead. You can play the under or the over. If you I, want. I think it is 800. I remember it being 800, but. Well, okay. I'm going to do game theory here. I'm going to say something slightly different. I'm going to say $601. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so one Vince helps. is closest. You get the point. <laughs> so it was actually. So the exact quote was he, he gives him an itemized bill for the things that were destroyed. Dolls, $2 windmills four dollars and then making an appearance again horses seven hundred dollars <laughs> so the horses the that we mentioned earlier seven hundred dollars so that's seven hundred and six dollars and santa has one dollar left so mm. you did rightly remember that so wow seven hundred and seven dollars is how much santa earned um so that puts you closest vince because you were almost exactly the same amount. Oh, but lower. Yeah, yeah but lower because that extra yeah. six. Um, okay. I wrote down here that Prune sounds like the vampire character that Adam Sandler plays in Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> yeah. I I haven't seen the movies. I'm not being obtuse. I don't know. Is Adam Sandler play Dracula in those movies? I don't uh, know. No, his dad is Dracula. Oh, he's, he's Dracula Jr. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dracula I, and his son. I thought he mm. sounded like, I don't know if you guys watch uh, I Think You Should Leave. Um, mm-hmm. but he does sound like the guy from the car sketch. Oh, yeah, you oh, gotta yeah, marry your yeah, mother-in-law. Yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he also has the energy of the guy in that sketch. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would absolutely try to reboot this movie with that guy. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Now Santa and Mr. Whipple are really down on their luck. They have no money. They're they're really hitting the sticks. They're walking the street. It's 10 p.m. on Christmas Eve. How are they going to get everything done? For one point, how are they going to get everything done? <laughs> how do they think, or how does it actually happen? Oh, okay. Vince. Uh... Oh, wait, wait, are we saying how, how, what do they think or how it actually happens? <laughs> no, how it actually happens. Oh, well, uh, I believe they, they meet up with the coolest child <laughs> in the town, uh, holding a Final Fantasy blade, uh, who, uh, then wakes up all the other children in the town. Oh, first, <laughs> first. He's like, Santa, what what happened? And Santa's like, oh, no, I, I couldn't, I couldn't. And then Mr. Whipple's like, don't worry. I would love to whisper something into your ear. And, 
So he's so he does. He whispers it very quickly, um, and the kid's like, "All right, let me just wake up every child, and uh, <laughs> they will. We've all got money, so yeah. These kids are flush. They're flush. Yeah, they are liquid. Uh, I I think I could be wrong. I believe he says, "Don't ask too many questions about where we got the money." <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one thing I would I would want to um, challenge you on there, Vince. I think you you were right. I don't know if he's a child because he does have visible peach fuzz like on his yeah. on his. Face. He's like, yeah. I, he might technically be an adult. Yeah, yeah. Well, full... it goes back to him being cool. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he really is. I wrote down. I don't know if your if your mom's had this as a kid, but he's dressed like one of those Briar's Choice choir dolls that have like the always (laughs) opened like circle mouths, (laughs) like everything. He all but he has to just like move his like arms at like an askew angle and open his mouth into a circle shape, and he's like any one of those Briar's Choice choir figures. Yeah, every kid in this town is like young. Oh, what's his name from Goodfellas? Um, Ray Liotta. Yeah, every every kid in this town is like that one scene in Goodfellas where Ray Liotta like gets his first piece of the action. Oh and, yeah, like, falls into the life. Like one of the guys asks him to run to the store. Mm-hmm. That's every kid. They're like, yeah, we yeah. have like the money my uncle gave me that one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the kid really gets to monologue in this scene. <laughs> like it is like the Oscar role for the if this movie was uh, any sort of award. I think. He the best actor in the movie he's <laughs> yeah like he's Easily. santa's given him nothing to work against and he's really like let's think through this and yeah. then he runs to the town and says children thunder 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 and he keeps yelling he's got to wake everyone up yeah yeah amazingly none of the yeah. parents wake up yeah no. no well he only calls for the children so they're the only <laughs> ones who hear his call oh, famously the children heard and they didn't care yeah uh when Santa responds. The reason that the kid's the best actor in the scene is because Santa's not acting. When he grips and and hugs and kisses all those kids, that's that's real. <laughs> that's just him. He's just being. Yeah. So yeah. So all of the kids come. We see a ton of the kids. Um, we see the um, Uncle Joe esque bed that has oh the, yeah like the one group <laughs> yeah. of a lot of children and a chamber pot <laughs> next mm-hmm. to it that's it looks correct. like yeah that's probably the most notable like group of children we see there is one group that also sort of look like the shining twins mm-hmm. um yeah all the kids have like a cap and gown situation yes. which is sort mm. of funny yeah I, I wrote down i've never seen so many of those sleeping caps and one thing like normally if you see a sleeping cap in a piece of ip it's like one or two these are like the hundreds and hundreds of sleeping caps mm-hmm. like kids in like the full like cartoon pajamas with the hat with the little pom-pom on it yeah i did i did read that there was a shortage that year so that no one uh <laughs> no one outside of the production could honk schnoo honk schnoo or me, 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 yeah. me, me, me. <laughs> how many children get out of that one big bed <laughs> oh baby <laughs> and we'll, we'll start with you mark okay i actually do think i, I don't have it written down or anything i'm gonna guess seven I'm just gonna say seven. I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna lowball. I didn't think four. It is seven on the wow. nose. Wow! Yeah, there are there are seven kids. 
Yeah. It was hard to count because they don't show them all at one time. <laughs> yeah, the, it cuts away and cuts back. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wrote down here, w- once all the children surround Santa, he has like Bella Lugosi energy. Like mm-hmm. he truly looks like an old timey like heroin addict. <laughs> he's like, he's so, he's like hunched over. He's got glassy eyes and he's looking at all these children. Like he's like looking past them. <laughs> yeah, we... We get a very disheartening song. The The reprise of the song about the children being awake is so weird because it's not in key at all with the no. previous song. Like, it completely clashes, and they play them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very strange. Like, the song is, I believe, also we have a date with Santa Claus, yeah, which is a little weird. awkward. Yeah, oh, yeah. Not great to play that over yeah. Santa <laughs> hugging and kissing all those right. children. Right. Yeah. Well, the reprise of that song later that gets changed is even worse, which is they switch it around and the, the adults are singing, We have a date with children. Yeah. Which is like not okay. Yeah. So, um, another great comment from our friends watching this movie last night was one of them said, Are those kids holding like mannequin heads? <laughs> because they're all holding like old timey piggy banks that are like mm-hmm. round, like clay pots, but they do have like the shape and the color of like a mannequin head so it's like hundreds of children dressed like an ebenezer scrooge like costume holding what looked to be mannequin heads and it's it's frightening like and then there's that one scene that's kind of like above the head of like santa and all these children are surrounding him and you almost like feel like it's found footage of the last few minutes of a man's life before those children like dragged him under (laughs) Yeah, we haven't talked much about the cinematography in this movie because it's bad. Uh, But there's one shot in this scene that I I thought was actually pretty good where um, it cuts to Santa. He's got all the kids around him. But it cuts back to Whipple, and his head is like juxt- like his head is in a sea of children, and then asbestos snow is falling. Yeah, picture all over in them. picture, sort of. And so it's like he overlaid. Sort of like gives like a oh shucks, we did it kind of look, and it's it's a good shot. It, it had me tearing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know that is the look that he he gives because all the snow in that scene is coming straight from his two front pockets. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> he's got deep pockets. But yeah, not and, for money. And you better believe he's on top of a ladder. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. It's All such three. a weird turn. They have to panhandle from children. So he's <laughs> going to take their money and then go back to their houses and give them toys? Mm-hmm. Very strange. Yeah, but yeah. he's going to have such a fun time doing it. We won't we haven't talked about that yet, but I want Charlie. Is it Charlie? Is the boy's name? What was the boy's name again? Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. yeah I want Charlie to be like at the end of that scene be like all right, Santa, now how are you going to shape up your finances for next year? Yeah. Like, you're going to be more responsible. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like the financial crisis. Yeah, yeah. It's like these do come with strings yeah. attached. This, this solves the problem this year. Yeah. But what about next month? <laughs> like, that month, that rent check is like, you know. I'll tell you he what. He can just keep raising the rent, too. Mm-hmm. Santa's going to be the eighth person in that big bed. he's gonna be grandpa joe in a minute (laughs) um i do like from a like this like i i hate to give it this much credit i do understand that the whole reason that this scene is happening is because of um like prune's whole thing where he's like oh you shouldn't even give kids gifts because they're just gonna make them greedy and santa's like i believe if we keep giving them gifts Someday they'll give back, which is like, 
very of that era of being like, the kids really just be working in the mines? And it's like, (laughs) maybe not. So I do understand that that is why this scene happens the way that it does. But it's so batshit insane from the outside. (laughs) Just to... I just, I, yeah, it's it's sort of hard. Like, it, it's just, it's one of those things where you, like, when you, like, write something, you're like, this makes perfect sense. And then you read it back months later and you're like, no, wait. This shouldn't, we should, we should probably change the entire plot of this movie, right? <laughs> they never did. And I know I've, yeah, and I know I said it a few times, but I feel like the movies where you see that the most are these children's Christmas movies. Because yeah. it truly does feel like, yeah, but it's a children's Christmas movie. It really is like the one trump card in like in for like bad writing or sort of hacky writing where mm-hmm. it's like, but it's a children's Christmas movie. It's like, all right, all right. Yeah. Put Whipple's face over the footage of the children like consuming Santa. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. It's, and they're happy because it's Christmas. The end. Yeah. yeah so the movie now is on like high speed rail from this point out like we are like in and out the rest of this movie although i guess it is the like the third act structurally after the I, department store. i beg to differ steve because we have one more we have a musical number right after this oh no that I, is oh, completely the opposite of what you're saying yeah the the waiting <laughs> yes. clock shenanigans yeah there's some back and forth where um prune moves the clock forward to make it closer Mm -hmm. to midnight and then uh the lady what's her name santa claus mrs claus mrs claus right (laughs) tries to move it back and it's like oh what fun and he sings a song about waiting it's like waiting is the hardest part yeah yeah and it's like it's it's so absurd because He's like, I have time to kill. And it's like, yeah, that's what you're doing in the movie right now. You're mm-hmm. like killing. You're like, oh, we got to make we got to make like a two hour TV time slot slot. So like, let's fill in some more time. <laughs> yeah. There. yeah. When Miss when Mrs. Claus turns that um, the clock back and then the second prune sings, I'm like, maybe you should just give it up. <laughs> like maybe prune is right. We should just end this. Yeah. And in this scene. Santa Claus is wearing sort of like a this ensemble that I described as being um being like Florence Pugh's outfit in Midsommar like at the end of the movie when she's like draped in flowers she has layers and layers and layers on yeah and she's she's humming a mantra mm-hmm. Christmas is coming Christmas is coming yeah, Christmas it's unsettling. is yeah it it is sort of weirdly like millennial granola e with the <laughs> mantra and the weird flower dress and everything like that the reason that the kids gave all that money is that she was psychically willing to children with that money. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah, she's got the secret. Yeah, she's got She's the real granola in this movie. She's doing she's doing a little bit she, of TM and it's working. She's she's serving that tea. <laughs> she is serving that it's, tea. It's, it's the saying of House Claus. Christmas is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like um, in The Shining, like you, they walk over to the typewriter and it just says, "Christmas is coming, Christmas yeah. is coming, Christmas is coming." Yeah, all work and no play makes Saint Nick a dog. <laughs> when they come in and they have all the money, which is in pennies, mm-hmm. Prune yells, "Foiled again!" Yeah. So again, was is there like a a prequel to this movie where they got prune before like he keeps he says foiled again it was just the one time from what we understand 
my guess would be that this app, this little show and dance goes on every year, and Santa <laughs> like just bilks a new town's kids. For, like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We never see any other kids, but like, yeah. The week before he was in like Long Island, was like, look, there's kids, like I need, fifteen. I need some money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. There's a Whipple in every town. Um, yeah. You're he's the like, only you were the only kid. Yeah. 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 Oh, gee, Santa, I don't even remember doing that. Oh, trust me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna guess. Like, was was Whipple trying to? I'm not Whipple. Excuse me. Was Prune trying to cancel like Easter before this or something <laughs> yeah. like that? Is he going after all the har- the like major holidays? I don't know. Maybe the events of Children of Men. Like, we don't find out what caused that. Maybe it was Prune. Because <laughs> no children sense. are born. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. He hates children. Um, so was yes, the last child, except for <laughs> except for all yeah. the cool children in town. Yeah, yeah. So this, I will say, th- I've seen other movies that like have this ending with like the photos sort of thing. I've never seen a movie that has the ending where it's just like a silhouette of photos that isn't, in fact, the ending of the <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah. <laughs> it is jarring when the movie continues after that. <laughs> it's like a post-credit scene mm-hmm. that is part of the movie. It's pre-credits. That I I was surprised that they chose genuinely bad pictures of every <laughs> yeah. actor. Yeah, <laughs> they really did. Like they yeah. chose one They're... of like Mrs. Claus who like was probably furious to find out that they had taken that picture. Yeah. It does feel like that time before digital photos where you took the picture and then you had them developed and you're like, oh, crap. There's like <laughs> 11 of these are totally unusable. It's like that one was great, but most of somebody's finger is in it. So for one point, and we'll do the thing again where we go around and everyone can get a shot at it. How many stills are shown in the delivering presence mm-hmm. scene? Wow, this is like me what level question. of mania yeah. counting the mo- counting the I, stills. I downloaded an app that I could click, and oh, it was wow. actually so I might be one or two off, but it's a little. It was a little hard because when and I was clicking, I, I noticed immediately that they don't change in time. Mm-hmm. Oh like yeah, it's, it's completely random when the next one comes up. So it could be one second, could be half a second, could be three seconds. We're looking yeah. at an image. This is like the first time they ever used Microsoft PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. This yeah. movie, but yeah, we'll we'll start with uh, you, Bob. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I'll guess forty-two. Mm-hmm. Vince, I'm gonna guess twenty-three. I'll guess thirty-five. No, you're you're all way off. There were ninety-two slides. Wow! Wait, yeah, there were a ton. There wow. were a wow. ton. I so, mean, there were a lot of yeah. yeah. So Bob, you had the highest one. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of them that were like the same yeah. image, but then it would move. I re- I want to just take a moment and thank Steve for wasting his time counting to ninety-two for us to enjoy this it was podcast. Hard. That's the highest I've ever counted before. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing it took you at least 92 seconds is <laughs> rough stuff. I mean, I was watching the movie anyway, and I had thought of doing it when I'd watched it before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So now we cut, and there's we've, fin- we've finished. We've delivered the toys. We have to talk for a second about the the shot of them flying in the Oh, sleigh. God. Oh, it's so it is yeah. so funny. Yeah, not since the movie Santa Claus, which 
<laughs> is definitely one we're going to have to cover on this podcast, the Mexican-American movie that was also covered by Mystery Science Theater in season eight. Have I seen such a terrifying depiction of a reindeer? Yeah. If the reindeer doesn't get you, the little Santa that's going up and down in oh, the yeah. seat is, is wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like one of those little mechanical toys you see in like the windows <laughs> well, of a that's mall. that's because it is one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've never seen one on such a bad blue screen before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they, they spray that dried ice at it. <laughs> yeah. Well, not spray. Um, Whipple is throwing it out of his, yeah, um, pocket. his pockets. pockets. Yeah. Do we think they visit other towns? We only see them going into the one town. Yeah, maybe. Who cares? Okay. I'm going to say absolutely not. No one else got a Christmas that year. (laughs) For them, it was the Christmas that wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, if you start handing Santa some money, maybe you'll start getting a Christmas. Pay up, kids. So we have some extreme revelations. Uh at here at the at the last bit of the the movie um and we're we find out they have one more toy to deliver and it's to who else but one mr prune so they go in they break into prune's house against his will um mrs claus immediately starts dusting because it's so dirty in there you think whipple would do that he's got all that experience dusting yeah mm-hmm. or blossom whose job is assu- <laughs> presumably is, includes dusting i think he only dusts passively by walking up against things and collecting cobwebs <laughs> it's really his like they make it out to be like prune's fault that like his house is like that but Blossom sort of should shoulder some of that blame, too. Yeah, right? we, we missed it, but Blossom is drugging Prune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so it might be the case that it's sort of like a victim where like a Stan Lee scenario mm-hmm. where there's like the person who's caring for him is like holding him against his will in the building or something like that. Yeah, yeah it might be like a uh, phantom thread scenario, like yeah. he's slowly poisoning him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got like a love and mercy happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we see him in the bed, um, and he awakes with a fright, and he sees the visage of our three heroes. Um, what is the thing that he says that uh, he thinks they are when he sees them? Oh, and that's going to Bob. Uh, well, he thinks that they are ghosts, a la Charles Dickens. Mm-hmm. That's correct, yeah. <laughs> and you would believe it because he's in his bed with it, his nightcap and gown. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I There's a part, like, after when he has his little transformation. I'm getting ahead here. But he, like, goes, he, like, is right by the window. He, like, turns to the window. And it's like, okay, this is where he's going to be like, oh, hey, boy, go get that turkey <laughs> yeah, in the window. Yeah. And he, like, instead, like. The he, one that's as big as my head. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> he, like, turns to the window and then he walks away. And it's yeah. like, okay. Yeah, it's like this is still plausibly deniably not <laughs> yeah. not like a rip off of a Christmas carol. Yeah, it weirdly I hadn't connected the dots until that point where I was like, "Hey, you <laughs> the lame parts of that and made a movie." Yeah. Yeah, and yep. we didn't talk about it, but something that my both my parents and the two people we watched the movie with the other day brought up was that it's weird that people go with Santa to deliver the toys. Like, both of them were like, wait a minute, what? Like, other people are going with it? Like, it's normally just Yeah, Mrs. Just Claus. Him. Yeah. Like, is it magic that gets him down the chimneys? 
Yeah, because Whipple can just use that magic. <laughs> yeah, right. I will. Whipple is very thin, yeah, so he's, he's just like, like slipping down that chimney. But mm-hmm. Mrs. Claus is like a bigger person. Like I think she'd have a hard time getting down old timey chimneys. Yeah, they all do a great job though delivering mm-hmm. those toys. Presumably, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we don't see them. We never so see these toys delivered. They're literally just dancing <laughs> on rooftops. Yeah, but we saw ninety-two pictures of their smiling faces, so <laughs> yeah. you have to assume that they're doing a good job. <laughs> Uh, so we do, for the first time here in this scene, get a close-up shot of, um, and we saw it maybe earlier, but this was the clearest shot, of uh, Prune's cane. Can anyone tell me for a point what was Prune's cane's head? What uh, mm-hmm. was on the tip of his cane there? Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bravo, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bob, you want to take a shot? I'll take a guess. Mm-hmm. I'll guess that it was a sailboat. Mm-hmm. Nope. Good guess. Uh, okay. Why wow. would you guess that? <laughs> you, you might wonder. <laughs> uh, Mark, you're next. I'm going to guess a dog. It is, in fact, a dog. Uh, it, it was is. a true guess, but only because of our favorite Italian actor in this movie, mm-hmm. the Great Dane, that's st- <laughs> presumably still chained outside yeah. this building. He is, because we see him no, get unchained at the very end. end. Well, at the very end, yeah. yeah we haven't gotten that yet. That's yeah. Blossom's yeah. change of heart at the end, is that he's like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. I am going to bring in the dog. <laughs> is it redemption? Yeah, he could yeah, die really. inside the house instead of out chained <laughs> outside the house. I would have also accept horse if you had said horse. Oh yeah, it I could have said quadruped. quadruped. Yeah, yeah, that would have been yeah. fine. Could have been a horse. Um, could have been a horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what Santa's on right during this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> horse, but the yeah. they're a dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so in our very moving final set piece. What gift is it that uh, Santa gives Mr. Prune? That's going to Vince. Uh, a sailboat that he could have easily made him himself if he wanted it that badly. <laughs> that is correct. That's a one point to you. Yeah. What do we think about this sailboat? Is it a good present? No. No. <laughs> and it and it's also makes no sense. He's like, all I wanted was a sailboat. He doesn't have any sailboat-themed things. Oh, he doesn't yeah. mention any love of the sea or any, like. He doesn't, doesn't live near the sea. Yeah, yeah, Bob. Well, we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Bob. Do you have an idea of what his voice would be like if he was really into sailing and sailboats and nautical-themed things? Do you have I, any sort of ideas of? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the other thing I was thinking is. Um, yeah, we've we've come across a character who's very into nautical stuff in our Shaggy DA episode, and Prune does not have anything about like <laughs> yeah. you'd think he'd open that and he'd want it'd be a giant spider or something <laughs> like that based on Prune's like interior decorating. Right. Yeah, there's there's that scene earlier in the movie where Whipple opens his safe, and that made me think of the what was it, the Admiral? Oh the yeah, the, uh, yeah, 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 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're finally in this scene because there's some back and forth about how the ship got misplaced originally. We finally get the title of Jonathan's actual job. Um, for one point, what is Jonathan's job at Santa's place? That's going to Mark. Um, is he head bookkeeper? That's exactly right. Yes, he is the head bookkeeper. Do they say head bookkeeper? That implies that there's another bookkeeper. <laughs> That's yeah. right. One of the other, what, seven elves is like a, the lesser bookkeeper, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, I was practically like vibrating that I wanted to say this so much. I was keeping it in. Prune is evil 
because of a clerical error. Yeah. yeah. The banality. Of I told people. you the movie is all Jonathan. Yeah. It's we, all about Jonathan. It's all him. Yeah. Yeah. We are all just truly sinners in the hands of an angry Jonathan. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> like Jonathan decides our fate based on whether or not we get presents, I guess. I it would have been a and this is maybe a throwback to the the intro, but it would have been a really funny joke if his name in the letter was signed Plum. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that would have been so good. Um, yeah. Can I ask one thing? Because I think we're getting to this part, and mm-hmm. stop me if I've gone ahead. Um, he's he's like um, caressing the sailboat because if you really like look, he's he's like checking it out with his fingers, like as if he's a. He's somebody who's sight impaired, like figuring out exactly all the contour, um, curves of the sailboat. And they're like about to go. But then Mrs. Claus says something like we have to clean the mm-hmm. like house. Yep. And so it just looks like Santa and Mrs. Claus are cleaning. And then we get the other overlay again of Prune and Whipple, like watching them clean and like <laughs> laughing really yeah. hard. Is that implying that they're cleaning real fast? Like they're superhuman speed and like Prune and... Um, Whipple, they're just watching them and just laughing, like throwing their head back, cackling. As, Mark, yeah, I don't care if it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> there, so great question. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. What we do get next is this is when Prune runs out into the street, and we get this bizarro shot. Everything about this part is bizarre, and it is the last part of the movie, but. We get this bizarro shot where it cuts back to them standing at the window looking out at him. And for some reason, there's like a mosquito net in front of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, it, it, like jar, it's so jarring because I'm like, what is that that they're standing in front of? Why not just have it be a window? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I thought you were going to say the most. What I thought was sort of the most bizarre parts is he looks at a painting on the oh, wall yeah. and yes. then the painting changes. Oh, and yeah, it smiles, the painting smiles. <laughs> It's so weird. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who We've was never that seen man the painting the before. Painting. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't say what the painting was. Nope. He he doesn't imply that what the painting was. No, I He's feel like, like I should coat. take back what I said. I do, I do mm. care if it all makes sense. Yeah, and uh, not to rule of threes us, but I actually thought you were going to say the weirdest part is he sort of runs out and like yells kind of remorsely i wrote down this is like his schindler's list moment where he's like i've wasted all this time being like bad which we haven't talked about it that's a whole song where he talks about how like bad he was but he's like oh i could have been good i could have been enjoying myself like all i needed was this um like a ship you think he would still be mad at santa where he's like you forgot this gift and it ruined my whole life but it, it really is like now i'm good now don't it, worry about it. He was missing a sailboat-shaped puzzle piece to make it all come together. Yeah. <laughs> he's I like, mean, I'm going to clean my house now. The thing is, he's obviously not better because his <laughs> yeah. first action is to go outside and manhandle a child. <laughs> <laughs> well, first he chases the child. Yeah. The yeah. child doesn't appear to want to be he, like in his presence. He runs down a couple of adults first, and I think he sees a child in the square and is like, oh, good, someone with short legs I can really get. <laughs> um, because he run, he like tackles the kid, and he shoves that sailboat in their face. Yeah, this is like the fastest 911 call I've ever made. <laughs> if I see a man dressed like that, chasing a child, I'm like, well, the cops are here. 
Yeah, he's out in the another thing. He's out in the snow in his bare feet. He's dead. That's it. You get <laughs> pneumonia. It's over. Like this is the 1800s. You're done. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least he's gonna die of asbestos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we don't care if it all makes sense. The name of dise- the disease is flu. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, and then then they go back and they throw a party, and that's pretty much it. Um, the clauses have put up a bunch of streamers, which I think is a little presumptive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one thing I would add, like make make a big point of adding is. That he seems to collect all the children, yeah, and, the, he and, and he them up. yeah, and he gathers them up, and he brings them to his. Up until this point, in all their parents is like assumption, like the evil lair of like the multi-zillionaire, because again, they don't know that he's had a change of heart overnight because he was given one of the least expensive-looking toys I've ever seen. So if all the children go into the, like, you have to assume something sinister is going on there, right? Especially since the dog is now inside the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that dog is, like, probably hungry. Oh, probably yeah. Probably angry. Yeah. yeah. Say. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and there's your movie. Uh, that wraps up that portion of the, the quiz. So this is the first musical that we've ever covered. Um, so I want you all to sing one of the, no, (laughs) um, I have, I told you, I listened to the, uh, soundtrack of this movie. It is on Spotify. And what I thought we could do is go around and everyone just pick a song. Like you have to describe the song. So there's 12 songs in the movie Mm. and we're going to go around and everyone, you'll get a point for naming a song. If you don't know the exact name, that's fine. You can Mm -hmm. just describe what the song is and we'll cross them off. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, there's 12 points up for grabs. Sure. Um, so uh, we'll start with you, Vince. The game is very close here. Can you read the score off? Uh, yes. Right now, we are all one point away from each other. Uh, Vince, you have 12. I have 13. And Mark has 14. Okay. I'm gonna. It's I'm gonna. Game. I'm gonna start with the easy one, uh, which is uh, prune, moon, boon. <laughs> Scoon, tune, uh, loon, uh, croon, uh, swoon, uh, balloon. All right. That was the name of the song is Prune, is as it appears on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. You forgot to say foon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark. That might be the only song on the soundtrack that references the fact that it's a song on this. <laughs> um, but um, the next one, I was going to say the titular song, The Christmas That Almost Wasn't, that plays at the beginning of the movie. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Point. Okay, so, all right, so let's, let's, let's knock out the, the easy ones. So let's go with, um, uh, since we already talked about it, let's go with the, uh, uh, what do you do when you wait? What do you do when you wait? You wait and you wait. Mm-hmm. And you take up some time in your movie. <laughs> yeah, that number is called Nothing to Do But Wait. <laughs> wow. Vince? Uh, I believe there is a song called I Hate Children. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there there is a song called I Hate Children. Well, it's called Kids Get All the Breaks, but the gist of it is that he hates children. Okay. I'm actually very happy that you didn't ask how many songs, because if it was 12, I would have guessed 1,200 songs. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, he also has a song and um, where he's like, I'm good at being bad. 
I'm I'm bad. He's bad. Yeah. It's called hey, I'm bad. Hey Michael, it's so your cousin. Sad. I'm mad. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh okay, so there's also um Christmas is coming, Christmas is coming, Christmas is coming, Christmas is coming. Mm-hmm. Christmas is coming is the name of that one. Very good. Is that the is that okay. the song where he's trying to figure out how many days Christmas is from coming, or is it a different song? That's a different song. Okay, I'm gonna guess the song uh, called "How Many <laughs> How Many Days Until Christmas." It's almost it's almost here. I think it's about <laughs> I think it's about three. I think that's the entire name of the song. Yep, that one is called "Time for Christmas." Mm. Yeah. We didn't say yet the song that Whipple sings when he's uh, trimming the tree with the kids, right? And mm-hmm. that one has to do with, like, could, couldn't every day be Christmas? That's correct. Why can't every day be Christmas? Mm-hmm. Santa would be overworked. Mm-hmm. Those poor elves. Yeah. Bob? Down to the wire. There's uh, one, two, more? three. There's four left. Oh, my God. Yep. Four more songs. Mm-hmm. All right. It feels like we've named 40 songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we already said the titular song, right? Mm-hmm. All right. You're going to have to cut out a lot of white space. Here. <laughs> I have to think here. Thinking, no worries. I'm going to thinking, thinking, thinking. That's I've got at least that, that a thinking song, yeah? Is that? Yeah. I don't think so. No, that, that was more like a vaudeville okay. performance, yes. I think they do. Um there's the song where Whipple oh. and Santa kiss. <laughs> um, yes, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. right. Yeah, they're they're coming back to me now. Um, okay, so there. Okay, I'm gonna save that one. There is the song we mentioned. That is, I have a date with Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, I I, I got a date with Christmas. Is the name of that one? Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's no good. That was the so one I have are, in my pocket. There are three left. One of them is super obvious, um, mm. and it. I can't. I can't. Yeah, if it's super obvious, don't it, worry. About is it? Is it the song where he he's like, "I shouldn't have been a bad guy," and now I'm a, no. Now I'm, we've already said that one. Oh, yeah. We did. Okay, mm-hmm. I haven't been paying attention. Um, <laughs> what is it? And again, this is the soundtrack from the the movie so this is on spotify as it appears on spotify okay are you trying to tell me i should look at spotify right now to... no <laughs> don't do that. no no um, just for the maniacs at home who want to no, like the, make sure it, that we're doing this right it is a hint i'll tell you that is a hint but okay uh i'm gonna guess there's the uh whipple version of the uh, titular song where he sings he sings the Christmas that almost wasn't. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna give that to you because that song is on the album twice. There's the, the reprise at the end is separate um, as its own song, but it is Whipple singing it at the end. So I I will totally give that to you. Mm-hmm. Very good. Cool. Is that is that one of them? The one of the ones that was left, or is that that was addition? one of the ones that oh, was okay, left? Okay, yeah, okay. it was on the list, yeah. and I didn't think anyone was gonna get it. So so how many songs are left? There now? are two left now. There are two left. because yeah, we no. started with Vince, and everyone has gotten one every time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm only going to get myself a few more seconds, because then yeah, I don't know this past. Yeah. We got hours. Take um, hours. <laughs> no, I think we should put this thing to bed. Um, midnight oil. Mm-hmm. It's only 10, like Santa, and his <laughs> darkest hour. <laughs> yeah. This is where um, you get the best prices for trees. 
we did already sing the song speaking of dark say the song speaking of darkest hour the one that because we didn't really talk about it that cuts from the children singing to like it's no a, music it's like and a then Birdman film. yeah it's like a Birdman <laughs> film where it's there's not even any like overlaying music it's just santa walking eyes wide like frown that was the one that i th- that might be i have a day with um christmas which was yeah. already said mm-hmm. um so one of, one of these is easier one of them is harder um there is the one that um mrs claus sings when the elves need to work is that not on the soundtrack no no we already got it oh That's, that we already christmas said that coming. oh that is christmas is coming, coming. Yeah. okay then um <laughs> i okay, i'll give you one more shot of it, sure. <laughs> then I, I was just gonna say then i then I'm going to pass. Okay, yeah. Bob. Okay, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Santa sings a song about how he never sees kids awake. Oh, yeah, yes. that's correct. Okay. What are children wow. like? It's called what are that. children Very like? Very good. Yeah. All right. What are they in, like? In my defense, I did repress that. <laughs> so this is not surprising. That was the one that was easier. There's one additional song. I think I might know what it is. Um, so you'll get one more shot, but everyone else will get one additional yep. shot. So, Vince, do you want to take a shot at this last song? Because Prune sings three songs in the house. Do we get them all? Uh, we got all the songs in the house, yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay, and then... Uh... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Mark. Um, we got the two songs that the children sing, right? Oh. Um, I am going to say that it's this song that the children sing when they bring all their like money to Santa. Yes, that is correct. It's it's on the thing as Santa Claus round. Because it's them singing in a rant. But yes. Mm. Okay. Very good. Wow. So there you go. Yeah, they've all got their severed heads and they're coming to drag Santa <laughs> down. Very, very good. So where are we at? We're, wow, we're still within. We're one in point. the same position we were before. <laughs> Everybody position. is one point apart. Okay. Yeah. So we've got we've got one more game to play. The the final game. This is gonna be real quick. We're going to do Was This Helpful? The over-under oh. on the, the IMDb oh. trivia pieces. Yeah. Listeners of the podcast, this is a game where we take the IMDb trivia items and all of them get a helpful rating where people can say if they found the information helpful. And uh, I give you a number. And for this week, it's going to be five people finding this helpful. So you try to guess and we go around and everyone gets a shot at it if more or less than five people found it helpful at time of recording mm-hmm. okay we don't need you guys to go in after you hear this and change the numbers okay so for the first one for one point and again you'll all get a chance at it the film offers a whimsical account of how department store santa clauses came to be is that more or less than five people found that helpful and just to be clear, this is something that you could go on the INDB page right now and find That's trivia correct. that you could find. Mm-hmm. 
at time of recording, did more or less than five people say they found this helpful, which is the only metric by which you can score trivia on the IMDb trivia page. So that'll be you, Vince. I'm going to guess more people, more than five. I'm going to guess more than five. I'm going to guess more than five. You're right, but not by much. Six people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they're all like on the FBI's most wanted list right now. (laughs) Okay, the next fact. Trivia facts. These might not be facts. Yeah, we we like to <laughs> call it IMDb. Yeah, on the IMDb, we call it IMDb lore <laughs> because we don't know if it's true or not. And sometimes they're not even facts; they're like opinions <laughs> phrased like facts. Oh yeah, For is many... it helpful? <laughs> sure. <laughs> For many years, Rosano Brazzi maintained that he had performed his vocals in South Pacific even though prominent baritone Giorgio Tazzi received on-screen credit as the singing voice of Emile de Bacchi. Mark? I'm going to say more than five people found this helpful. Uh, I'm going to say less. Vince? I'm going to say more. It was indeed more. Mm-hmm. We have a pull. Ooh. The score is pulling away a little bit. Very tense. All right. <laughs> Next up, Paul Tripp reused the character name Sam Whipple from Ahead of His Time from 1952. Bob, did more or less than five people find that helpful? I'll say less. Vince? I'm going more. Because that's a, that's a genuinely interesting fact. <laughs> I'm going to say less. It is, in fact, less. Oh, ah, man. Lost my lead. Okay, and the last one. The film's director, Rosano Brazzi, who also played the villainous Phineas T. Prune, would coincidentally pass away on Christmas Eve of 1994. Vince, did five or more or less people find that helpful? Uh, That's incredibly helpful. I think more than five people better have found that helpful. I'm going to say more, too. Bob? More. Only one person found it. Wow. So no one gets the man who killed him on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They yeah, he did that and and he's like reading that. He's like, I wasn't and then it's like then he pounces on him. (laughs) All right, Bob, could you read off the scores to me? It's all right. So Steve, I'm sorry, you only ended up with three points (laughs) at the end of the game. Sorry, Steve. You're in last place. Aw. Um, so next up, we, it's close game. We got Vince with 18 points, a very honorable number of points for your first showing on the show, Vince. Uh, I'm and happy. yeah, I, uh, uh, one more, you almost had me there. I'm at 19. Um, and our winner is Mark with 21 Pulled away with an extra two points at the end there. Truly, this really was the quiz show that almost wasn't. (laughs) So we've got a great, a great, wonderful prize for you, Mark. Um, This was actually the prize for a previous episode, but it had fallen behind my desk. Oh, wow. I forgot about it. It's this wooden sailboat. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Enjoy that. Yeah, there's 
it's not even painted. Mm-hmm. Forgot about it. Yeah, and, my... Mark, that must be why you are so grouchy and mean to us all for a while. No, I'm just a bad person. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. My you want to sing about it? Clyde, yeah. my pet orangutan, I, like I said, accidentally knocked it behind my desk. <laughs> yeah. I do have to admit, feeling this is, I'm really getting a lot of feeling out of these. This You're creeping like, us out, Mark. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind com- if you would. Uh, Chase me down and wrestle that uh, into my hands uh, <laughs> after the podcast. I just, you know. All right. Well, yeah. Well, we'll see what we can do. Mark, come this. come back. We got to finish up. Uh, you're standing over by the window very I wistfully. <laughs> uh, we also have a consolation prize. Um, uh, you will, uh, Vince and Bob, you will have to split it between you, though. Um, it, it is the seven fishes, the uh, oh. classic Italian-American uh, <laughs> tradition, the seven nice. fishes. So, uh, Bob, you had one more point, so you can take four fishes. Oh. And Vince, you can have three fishes. Yeah, the three um, good ones. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah. So, what did we think about the movie? Do uh, we recommend it? Yeah. <laughs> I would say yes. If you're going into this clear-eyed that this is kind of a weird, old Christmas movie, it's, it's like it kind of it moves it has a bunch of genuinely weird stuff in it the people that we watch this with who are not necessarily like as big into sort of like weird b movies as we are both really liked it which i was actually a little surprised about that was a big heuristic <laughs> where i was like wow they 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 seem to enjoy it so i think that it's kind of it's got to be a recommend for me for that reason alone mhm vince yeah, I, I think my feelings have been made very clear. I cannot <laughs> recommend this movie enough. Uh, I truly uh, loved it. I uh, I stand by my earlier statement. This movie is ahead of its time. Uh, I think uh, it it did the Coens before the Coens. Did the Simpsons before the Simpsons. Uh, it, did, uh, it did Tim Burton before Tim Burton. This movie mm-hmm. has it all. Uh, Santa, elves. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> A third thing. What else is there? <laughs> yeah. Bob? Yes, I recommend this movie. I think that it is a lot of fun. It is exactly the kind of movie that works well for this kind of situation uh, where we're making fun of a movie. It's, it makes sense that they did it on uh, Mystery Science Theater because the kind of movie that you want in these situations is you don't really want a truly bad movie. You want a movie that is that is weird. And this and that's what this mm-hmm. movie gets. Like this movie has a lot of good stuff in it and it's also not bad. Like there are parts that I actually enjoy when watching it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and it, but it's just so weird and there are so many weird moments, things that that you have to laugh at. And so, yes. Yeah, I I agree. I think that at the end of the day, it it does feel like they are in on the joke with you. Um, like I I think that as much of the stuff that is just like, why did that painting smile at the end? Um, <laughs> that's just like funny, and I think that that's that's just you know, it's I think that at, at some point someone said, should we cut it out? Is that too weird? And you know, Rosano Brazzi said, uh, no, that's what we're going for. <laughs> <laughs> that implies that somebody was editing this movie. It really does feel like it was just like a stream of consciousness of film. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I would recommend this movie as well. I had sort of juggled doing something like Santa Claus versus the Martians or mm-hmm. the Santa Claus uh, where, he, where he battles the devil or um, that other one where there's the cloud. That's the Santa Claus. We already talked about yeah. that. Um, and those movies are slow. They're really, yeah. really slowly paced. They're, they're from similar times, the 60s. Uh, this movie moves just a little bit better than those. And the songs kind of carry it a little bit like yeah like they're weird in a way that the like and you and you move from one to the next so mm-hmm. yeah I, I would recommend this movie i do think it's fun yeah to piggyback off of what you two said like because i always try to avoid saying these are like bad movies necessarily because ideally you want to have fun movies they're like be your genre movies the one thing that whether or not the movie's like well made or poorly made or kind of like conventionally good or conventionally bad the one thing that is the easily the the thing that determines whether or not a movie's fun to watch or not is pacing almost always mm. and as weird and as sort of repetitive like and as many things that this movie gets wrong it's paced really well like mm-hmm. you said and the songs kind of help it along and some of the other kind of weird stuff helps it along in that way all right so thank you all for playing today and thank you the listener for listening so let's do the plugs. Does anyone have anything to plug? Mark? Um, so I would, if you liked this, I would plug the Mystery Science Theater Christmas episodes. There are a lot of good ones. We've mentioned um, Santa Claus on here. I think that's from, um, I don't remember which season that's from. But I also wrote down, if you like um, weird costumes and kind of fanciful stuff like this, there's a great episode in season eight called Jack Frost. Mm-hmm. That's a like a... Eastern European movie that also has a ton of weird dubbing in it. So, um, but that's a really good one too. Christmas E, Santa is one of the characters in it, but um, nary a mention of Christianity in that one, but um, very funny as well. So, I would like to plug uh, a couple other great podcasts you can check out uh, Mission Rejected. You heard the creators a couple episodes ago. Um, on this show and uh, you can also check out Oops All Bards uh, live play D&D podcast uh, in which uh, I play a a musical character who does some music in it Uh, so Mm -hmm. you can check out those podcasts Uh, they're a lot of fun Mm -hmm. how about you Vince (laughs) yeah um, I I would like to plug uh, I have uh, my feature film the world's first uh log that is also a supernatural home invasion thriller is currently streaming on youtube uh if you search any of the words i just said uh you can probably find it uh i would try cozy ulog uh slash uh supernatural home invasion thriller um it's uh we're very proud of it uh it's the first of its kind uh, that remains a U-log the entire time. There are other movies <laughs> that, for a small portion of them, are a U-log, and then they, you know, change the game. There are movies that are just, re- you know, feature films that where they hang on a fireplace for it along. Uh, that doesn't count as a U-log. Our movie is a U-log <laughs> the entire time, and it never stops being a U-log. Uh, but it's always a feature film. So, um. I think that's important, an important distinction to make. And I think I explained it pretty well. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, great. Thank you. That'll be linked in the description of the episode, and we'll post that on social media. All right. So, and also uh, for listeners, uh, you should also check out Chilling Scenarios, uh, which is a podcast uh, Vince has brilliantly uh, performed, uh, which is very short and very funny. The episodes are great. Um, Love it, Vince. You should check it out. Thanks. I think I will. (laughs) I just want to give a shout out to the reason for the season. Presents. Um, Make sure to get everyone a present because if you don't, they will try to extort Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they'll be in their right to do that. Yeah, Yeah, 100%. So thank you all again and make sure to rate and review uh, and favorite our podcast app on your favorite podcast app. Uh, as it helps others find the show. All right. Well, now all we need is a musical number to go out on. Prune, prune, prune. (laughs) The name of the game is prune. reminds me because this is sort of a long walk because there's the shining of course has that famous simpsons parody the shinning you're right Um, this is a long walk there's there's also a and actually it was hard to it was hard to do research for this movie because there is a simpsons parody of the name of this movie at least Mm -hmm. and much more ink has been spilled online about the parody than this movie Mm -hmm. um so the the sketch in the simpsons is called um, the Christmas that almost wasn't, but then was. Is that in the um, snowmobile episode where they get snowed into the... I, um, I think so. And I Skinner shows yeah. that to them and they're like stuck in the building. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great episode. Mm-hmm. The Mr. It's Miss, it's Mr. Plow. Mr. Yeah. Plow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What, is, is that a straight, a parody of this movie though? No, no. So they show the movie and it's not like this movie at all, but the name at the very least is like this. Mm-hmm. And it made it, again, impossible mm-hmm. to... There's also something else I found, a 1983 movie by the same name um, that is Chuck E. Cheese. Mm-hmm. Chuck E. Cheese is the main character. What? Yep. What? Wait, it's there's a, two a, movies yes. that, with Chuck E. Cheese in them? Yeah. Because there's the Chuck E. Cheese movie. Yeah, so it's... Which it, we will be doing on this podcast. Oh, so it's, don't. <laughs> don't, don't, don't <laughs> this actually us. ties into the next part pretty well because... I, I just wanted to say real oh, quick, sure. the snow in school episode is not the Mr. Plow episode. Oh, you figured it out. But there is a gag in it where... Because they, they use Ned Flanders' roof as a plow, and then Ned turns to Homer. He's like, but weren't you... Don't you have a plow? And he goes, no. And he goes, but you're wearing that Mr. Plow shirt right now. And then he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he starts humming the Mr. Plow <laughs> jingle. So there is a lot of Mr. Plow content in there. I just didn't want the people of the internet to come at me for getting the Simpsons episode <laughs> wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or me for so heartily agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, you were the one I was most concerned about, okay. Steve. Um, 
but yeah, so the Chuck E. Cheese special, to get back to it, is <laughs> it's animated, but there's no movement to it. So it's just stills. So it's filmed like the delivery presence scene from the Christmas that almost wasn't, where we just see stills that cut from one to the next. Yeah. So does anyone have any thoughts about that? Do we think it works? Like, if you were going to do that, you'd think you'd put like some visual gags in. But there's mm-hmm. really no visual gags. It's just them delivering the presence. I thought it was. Are you asking also... us to comment? Uh, are you asking us to comment on the end of the movie or to on the Chuck E. Cheese movie that no. none of us have watched? <laughs> no, the end of the oh. movie. Oh, yeah. oh, we've, we've skipped a lot. No, between we that... haven't. That's oh. the next scene. 